That's right, it is Free Talk Live, and you are free to call in and talk live here on the airwaves. That's what we do here on Free Talk Live. That's what we called it, Free Talk Live. It's Mark. Richie Rich. And the number, 855-450-FREE, as in freedom, that's 3733. Got a story here. To me, I found this to be surprising and amazing. Now, I was... uh, I was raised, my mother was a, uh, a Sunday school teacher. I went to a private Christian school. I participated in the church for a very long time. And I consider myself to be, you know, maybe not an expert in the Bible, but not uninformed. Sure. I was born uh, born and raised Catholic. So there's that's my background, Catholic school through college. So here's an article from forgeonline.org. And I found it really quite stunning. I'm just going to start reading it here. The word, I'm sorry, I don't, I'm not very good with uh, Aramaic or whatever the heck this is. Arsenokotia shows up in two different verses in the Bible, but it's not translated to mean homosexual Uh until 1946. Is that the King James Version? Nope. Oh. Um, 19, uh, King James was like 1614. Oh, okay. So, and King James is actually mentioned in here, and that's it's <laughs> important, and I'm glad you, uh, you mentioned that. But some very important versions of the Bible, and they have several of them. Uh, the one, is, including the one that uh, was part of the school that, uh, that I was raised in, the Revised Standard Version. I went to a Dutch Reform school, and most Christian schools are Dutch Reform schools, and people just don't know it. <laughs> um, so... I don't think our school ever had like a version. Like I don't think they've ever mentioned that in in all the Catholic schools. It was like oh yeah, the, the Catholics Bible. have their own Bible, right? But it was just the Bible, right? Not the revision or the version well, or the Catholic Catholic means the Church basically. Okay. And so they're of the opinion that they are all those things. They've never really given it up. Okay, <laughs> like all of us are just apostates that need to return at some point. Well, they've also got the Pope. So there's you know. The, the highest ranking religious official in the world. <laughs> There's like 20 popes. Okay. And you've only heard of one. Yeah. <laughs> right? I think most of the world has only heard of one. I don't think, I've, I've given up that, you know, the religion aspect a while ago, but I've still not heard of, you know, another pope stepping forward to challenge oh. the Catholic pope in oh, any form. They're not bothering to challenge because okay. they're pope of a different church. Okay. You know, start your own church, become your own pope, and it's all, everything's fine. Um, but I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's more than one pope. It's okay. just that the Roman well, Catholic pope is the one that everyone thinks of when you say the pope. Yeah. And, and again, as they should. Mainstream media, that's the one they talk about. No that's one, right. Yeah. So we got to sit down with Ed Oxford at his home in Long Beach, California, and talk about this very question. You may have been part of a research. This is a question asked to Ed Oxford. You may have been part of a research team that was. Uh, you have been part of a research team that's seeking to understand how the decision was made to put the word homosexual in the Bible. Is that true? Ed says, "Yeah, it was. Uh, it first shows up in the RSV, Revised Standard Version translation. So before figuring out why they decided to use uh, that word in the RSV translation, which is outlined in my upcoming book, the." Uh, with uh, Kathy Blaylock forging a sacred weapon, how the Bible became anti-gay, I wanted to see how other cultures and translations treated the same verses when they were translated during the Reformation 300 to five, or excuse me, 500 years ago. My glasses, I need new glasses here. So I started collecting old Bibles in French, German, Irish, Gaelic, Czechoslovakian, Polish, you name it. 
Now, I've got most uh, European major languages that I've collected over time. And anyway, I had a German friend come over, uh, come back to town, and I asked if he could help me with some passages in one of my German Bibles from the 1800s. So uh, we went to Leviticus 1822, and he's uh, translating it for me word for word in English, where it says, man shall not lie with man, for it is an abomination. And it says, actually, so to say, says, as they would a woman. Right. Um, the German version says, man shall not lie with young boys as he does a woman, for it is an abomination. Okay. I said, what? Are you sure? He said, yeah. When, well, then we went to Leviticus 2013. Uh, same thing. Young boys. So I went to 1 Corinthians to see how they translated the word arsenokatai. I don't know. I'm sorry. Original Greek word there. Instead of uh, homosexuals, it said boy molesters will not inherit the kingdom of God. These are really important verses because most Christians that I know don't speak Greek or Aramaic, and they're not translating Bibles. They're reading the English version. And Many of them believe that every dot and tittle, that's the the dot over the I and the little cross and the T, is exactly as God meant it to be. Sure. But if somebody's messing with translations here, then it's no longer the word of God, right? Well, that's why you have to go to a Latin version and go to a Latin mass where they speak the, the original version. Yeah, that's what a Catholic would say. There is no original Latin anything. <laughs> then I grabbed my uh, facsimile copy of Martin Luther's original German translation from 1534. My friend is reading through it for me and says, Ed, this is the, says the same thing. They use the word Nabin Schander. Nabin is a boy. Schander is a molester. The word is boy molesters. For the most part, carried through the next several centuries of Ber- German Bible translations. Nabin Schander. As uh, by, I'm, I want to apologize to all my German listeners there. Uh, it's also in First uh, Timothy one ten. So the interesting thing is, I asked if there's ever, um, if they've ever changed the word arsenokai, that's the Greek word, to homosexual in modern translations. So my friend found out and told me the first time homosexual appears in a German translation is 1983. I was 12 at that point. I mean, I, this is my lifetime. To me, that was a little suspect because of what was happening to the culture in the 1970s, also because the Germans were the ones who created the word homosexual in 1862. They had all the history, research, and understanding uh, to change it if they saw fit. However, they did not change it until 1983. And if anyone is going to put the word homosexual in the Bible, the Germans should have been the first to do it. As I was talking with my friend, I said, I wonder why not until 1983 was there influence from America? So we had our German connection, look into it, and again, it turns out that the company, Biblica, who owns the NIV, that's the new uh, international version, paid for this 1983 German version. Uh, that thus, It was Americans who paid for it. In 1983, Germany didn't have enough of a Christian population to really warrant the cost of a new Bible translation because it's not that cheap. So an American company paid for it and influenced the decision, resulting in the word homosexual entering the German Bible for the first time in history. So I say, I think there's a gay, I think there is a gay agenda after all. This sure. is this Ed uh, uh, Oxford speaking here. I also have a nineteen, excuse me, sixteen 
1874 Swedish translation and an 1830 Norwegian translation of the Bible. I asked one of my friends who was attending Fuller uh, Seminary, and it's uh, fluent in both Swedish and Norwegian, to look at these versions for me. So we went to a coffee shop in Pasadena with my old Bibles. She didn't know what I was going to ask. And uh, just like reading an old English Bible, it's not that easy to read. The letters are a little bit funky and the spelling's a little bit different. So she's going through it carefully, and then her face comes up and she says, do you know what this says? And I said, no, that's why you're here. She said, it says boys, boy abusers, boy molesters. It turns out that the ancient world condoned and encouraged a system whereby uh, by boys, 8 to uh, 12 years old, were coupled by older men. And we saw this uh, with Alexander the Great. We know that this is going on currently in Afghanistan. The United States military, the brass, was providing young boys to their, um, their cohorts in the Afghan military. Sure. Um, the United States military was trafficking in, um, you know, basically, Basically, prostituting out young boys. Uh, we the news story came out, so we've been looking at this. This this is a reality, unfortunately. It's un- well. Here's the thing: it's unfortunate, but it's also not an uncommon fear when dealing with male homosexuals to assume that they're not only gay, but they're child molesters at the same time. I wonder. Um, I think that this is to some extent happened to just heterosexual men too. Basically, get lumped in heterosexual yeah. men. Uh, you know, who trusts a guy to babysit anymore? Not many. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're at, it, I was babysat by young men and young women. It didn't make a difference. And nothing ever terrible ever happened to me. But here in the Bible, and I think this is really important, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this at 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-free as in freedom. Um, they're apparently the... The way this is written, it's about pederastry, not homosexuality. The Bible says nothing about homosexuality. Well, it does now. Free Talk Live. and call in. I found this to be stunning news when I uh, got this article that um, it turns out that God doesn't hate homosexuals. Uh, I've been taught my whole life that homosexuality is a sin. And as a matter of fact, it may be the biggest sin by the American church's standards. And the word doesn't even appear in the Bible. Well, there you go. Someone's pushing an agenda. Yeah, that's what it's uh, was. What it is, uh, apparently. Uh, just reading an article here from the Forge Online. This guy at Oxford's been researching it, and uh, you know, it it comes down to translations. I'll read. I'll talk to you about it here in just a second. But I want to talk to you about Freedom Fest. It's the largest liberty-oriented gathering in the world, and Free Talk Live's going. It's. July the 17th through the 20th. Love to see you out there. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's uh, This year's theme is the Wild West. It was a time of liberty and opportunity or lawlessness and violence. Penn Jillette, Lenore Skenazy, uh, Glenn Beck, 
there's so many people. You really have to go and look at this list over at uh, freedomfest.com slash FTL. But John Mackey's going to be there. Uh, did I say Candace Owens? I'm sorry. Kevin O'Leary and, and Kevin Harrington of Shark Tank, Stephen Moore, Grover Norquist. It's a big, big star-studded uh, group. And I'll be there, too, uh, along with Ian. It'll be lots of fun. There'll be libertarians, conservatives, liberals, all just uh, gathering and mingling together to hear real debates, share real solutions, and converse freely. You go to freedomfest.com slash FTL and get your tickets now. Please come out and hang out with us. Use coupon code FTL50 and save 50 bucks. Freedomfest.com slash FTL. And if you want to, you know, do a little more research before you buy your ticket, great. Go to freedomfest.com slash FTL. Get the five best speeches from last year. See what you're missing out on. Judge Napolitano, Alan Dershowitz, Charlie Kirk, Heather McDonald, John Mackey, all for free. It's freedomfest.com slash FTL, July the 17th through the 20th at the Paris Hotel in Vegas on the Strip, freedomfest.com slash FTL. Coupon code FTL50. So many festivals. Yeah. So uh, reading through this article here, and I'm really kind of surprised at what I'd read is, is that it, I, I, I guess homosexuality is not mentioned in the Bible. According to experts here. Well, okay. Uh, according to that, and here's, like I, I said it, you know, going into the ad that it's someone pushing an agenda to add it to the Bible, but there, I would also make a case that the original text was probably someone pushing an agenda at that time as well. Because, if the agenda is not having sex with uh, boys between the ages of eight and 12, then I'm for it. Okay. But it mentions <laughs> nothing about girls, right? So it's not. I'll it's bet not. you that that, well, uh, as I understand it, Muhammad married a wife that was rather young. Gotcha. Uh, difficult nine to know. Old, right. Or so that's right. The I've heard different numbers. Okay. I've um, heard nine. Uh, yep, yeah, I've heard that. Okay. And I'll bet you that, yeah, um, absolutely. They weren't pushing the agenda about girls because, well, there you go. Because in that culture, that was acceptable, but laying with boys, not acceptable. So how do we, you know, ostracize those who are laying with boys instead of girls? Well, we're not ostracizing uh, these folks because these folks have been dead for many thousands of years. Not us, but at the time, at the time yeah. it's written, right? It's, you know, laying, laying with a nine-year-old girl, perfectly fine. Uh, if you're if you're laying with a, you know, eight to 12-year-old boy, uh, that's against the, you know, that's against God's command. Uh, because they're pushing that agenda. Right? I so. agree with you that uh, that those things are all true. Yeah. I think that you know religion becomes a social uh, you know a whole social agenda to some extent. Yeah, and I'm for it when it's uh, valuable, in my opinion, and I'm against it when it's not. Okay. you know, and that's just how I you know see it these days. Going on with the questions here for Ed Oxford. The question is: How did the translations teams work? Well, they didn't operate out of a vacuum when they translated something. They used data available from uh, very old libraries. Last week at the Huntington Library, I found a lexicon from 18, excuse me, 1483. I looked up this word, arsenolkatai, and it uh, gave me the Latin equivalent, which is, you know, pedioco, predioco. And if you look those up, it means pederasty or some other word. Oh, yes, this... Uh, Nabenschander, boy molester in German. 1483 is the year Martin Luther was born, so when he was running for his life, translating the Bible and carrying his books, he would have used that lexicon. And it was uh, the lexicon of his time. This lexicon would have used information from the previous 1,000 years, including data passed down from the church fathers. 
So there's a historical tradition to show that these verses aren't relating to homosexuality? Absolutely. Sometimes I'm frustrated when I speak with pastors who say, well, I believe the historical traditions surrounding these verses. And then uh, proceed with a condemnation of LGBTQ, I'm never sure of these initials, uh, individuals. I challenge them to see what was actually traditionally taught and for the history um, for most of history most of european bibles taught the tradition that these four verses uh, were dealing with pederasty not homosexuality and i'm saddened when i see pastors and theologians cast aside the previous two thousand years of history and this is why i collected very old bibles lexicons theological books and commentaries and most modern biblical commentaries adjusted to accommodate this mistranslation it's time for the truth to come out. Okay. So hold on. Do you do you think that pastors, uh, current day pastors, now being faced with the truth, are going to change their opinion on what they're on what they're uh, proffering to the masses? Like it doesn't seem like that would be a thing either, right? I think that um, it depends on whether they want to teach the word of God or not. Okay. I don't know. It's, an, it's always going to be an interpretation, though, which is why it's there's so many versions to begin with. Pretty clearly, I mean, this guy's making a really strong case. I get it. I don't speak Greek or Aramaic or German or any of these things. I have to take his stuff uh, to be clear, but I did look up that German word, Knabenschleicher, sure. and that's correct. Sure. So if you have an intolerant pastor uh, advocating you know, the, the, the hatred and animosity toward the LGBT community, do you think going, no, no, man, this has nothing to do with homosexuality, his overall opinion of that group of people is going to change, or he was just had a convenient method to spew his hate that he's just going to have to find a new one for, or just ignore you completely, you know, ignore the new information completely and just continue on. I think you're correct in how confirmation bias works, yeah. that people ignore things that they, with which they disagree, and, uh, and that's probably one of the reasons we're not getting calls here now at <laughs> 855-450-3733 on what I consider to be really important information. I mean, much of modern culture is centered around disliking certain groups of people, sure, especially when you're talking about Republicans, of whom uh, fundamentalists are a large portion being a Republican myself, um, I would think that this would be pretty important. And to find out, oh, hey, we don't have to be tough on the, the gay guys anymore because, well, it's not in the looks, Bible like, anymore. looks like these biblical verses aren't what we thought they were. Oh, new information. We're going to change our mind. Yeah, like that happens all the time. Right. Well, I want to quickly point out the King James Version, triumph the land, and they use the phrase abusers of themselves with mankind for this particular word. So they just kind of sidestepped the issue back in uh, 1614. Uh, King James, it's probably homosexuality wasn't uh, exactly, you know, popular at the time. Eight. 8- Five five four five zero three seven three three. It's eight fifty five four fifty free. Free talk live. I'm a little obsessed with My Magic Mud. Several years ago, I met Jessica Armand, the founder and CEO of My Magic Mud, and I didn't even know my teeth were coffee stained. A week's worth of use convinced me, and now I use it every three or four days. It's clinically proven to whiten teeth, and I think it cleans better, too. My Magic Mud's available at most local health food stores, Sprouts, Natural Grocers, CVS, Walmart's Natural Beauty Isle, but I can get it for you for 20% off with coupon code FTL20 at MyMagicMud.com. FTL20MyMagicMud.com. Free Talk Live. 
Call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. We're talking about, well, I uh, just finished up an article here that apparently is uh, revealing something I didn't know, which is that uh, some very important verses in the English Bible that mention homosexuality are mistranslated and were intended to mean pederasts, which I think we can all agree is a greater sin than homosexuality. I know that uh, when I was taught about sin in in school, uh, I went to a Christian school, we were taught that all sins are the same, and then we were basically shown that all sins weren't the same, right? <laughs> you know, like some are worse than others, right? Sure. There's a there's greed of your friends' crayons, and then there's I don't Murder. know pederasty, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't. Not that we knew what pederasty was at the time, but uh, yeah, I want to tell you about Liberty Menu. Liberty Menu is a place where libertarians can go and make listings of their businesses or events or organizations, and other libertarians can see them. This is like the libertarian yellow pages that we've wanted for so long. You want to do business with libertarians? The only qualification for listing at Liberty Menu, a free listing at Liberty Menu, is. To adhere to the non-aggression principle, it's liberty.menu. If you use coupon code FTL, you get a special badge over there, by the way, because we're like that. Let's go to Debbie calling in from Tennessee. Debbie, you're on Free Talk Live. Debbie, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Debbie. Let's just put Debbie on hold and see if this is an issue of the board. Larry in Evansville, Indiana. Larry, you there? Yes, I am. Okay, what's on your mind, Larry? Well, the topic that you're talking about now. Yeah. Um, When we're looking at uh, uh, pederasty, that that refers to sodomy and sodomy only. Arsnocoite or arsnocoitus means man lying with man. As, as you would with a woman, uh, there there could be a, a fine line there. You're you're correct in saying that the uh, uh, using the modern term homo homosexuality existed and it was widespread. Many of the uh, emperors back then were either uh, bisexual, uh, uh, or were bisexual. Matter of fact, uh, doesn't seem like Solomon emperors, was. Well, some some emperors even had his children um, castrated. Uh, mar- then they married them and took them into their household as their wife. Castrati, um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, here's the thing. Uh, I think you mentioned earlier, you brought up the question, at least, whether or not God loves, uh, using the modern term, homosexuals. Um, I personally believe that God loves all people. It's not the fact that he hates or condemns the person. He, he hates or condemns the act. And then, as as we all know, the um, the uh, uh, an act against a commandment or against uh, well, you're saying it's a commandment, but these people here are saying no, not so much that that's uh, right. I, I, but I'm saying yeah, I'm saying I'm saying that the Bible, you know, the Bible in the verse says you know, man should not uh, lay with man. So that that it would be a sin is referencing the act, and then there are consequences to the act. I think it's – so um, I, I'm clear that fornication is a sin, right? So it doesn't matter that it's um, – I mean, it's, it, it's not a lesser sin. It's just a sin, right? So fornica- fornication, that's uh, sex with a woman prior to being married with her. Yep. So one would be kind of – I mean, why wouldn't 
sex with a man be a sin if it wasn't in the uh you know the holy matrimony you know the bonds holy bonds of marriage and then you have to find yourself a preacher to marry or whatever so i'd say that most homosexual sex is probably a sin anyway because it's basically just fornication or something well we're talking we're talking when we're talking the bible we're talking also that what the bible says a man shall leave his mother and cleave to his wife yep but let's stick with the man man on man stuff because the the whole gist of the article that Mark read was that the translation was not man on man it was a man on young boy and you're I I think by redirecting it to man on man you're kind of glossing over the entire point of the article in that it was mistranslated what in 1983 well uh, probably 1946 1946 so what what are your thoughts if the if the original translation is man on young boy versus man on man well, in terms in terms of the Bible, we're talking about well, children or or, or men, um, but well, it's either uh, one or the other. It's either the original translation or the uh, interpreted translation. It's interesting that Martin Luther, the uh, the creator of the the, the Protestant movement, uh, was reading a Bible that said uh, boy molester as opposed to um, you know what we're talking about here, which is man on man. Right? Changes things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it all comes down to uh-huh, uh-uh kind of argument uh, here well, for Larry. Go ahead. Well, yeah, well, when we're talking about you're talking about whether or not, you know, I, you made a comment earlier, I said, may have brought it up as a question whether or not I got love or, or hate homosexual, uh, whether or not that's man, man with man or man with boy under a certain age or whatever. It's, it would be the same as, as under human law or man's law nowadays. Now, if, if someone's son is involved in a, in a crime, we're talking about law, I understand that, yep. involved in a crime, that does not mean that the parent of or, or the wife of or someone else hates that person. They can still love that person, but knows that person must suffer, suffer the consequences. Sure. Because once we can control our, we can control our decisions, uh, but when we don't control our decisions, we can't control the consequences. It sounds and like I, you're I, apologizing for uh, the whole hell thing. Is is that so? No, no, I'm not apologizing. Okay. Do you believe in I'm hell? That, yes, I do. Okay. Do you believe that a uh, fair, just, and loving God would uh, send a, a complicated, mistranslated book down here for us to uh, get confused over? And then, if uh, somebody doesn't believe uh, the the particular translation of this book is uh, correct. That the God, the fair and lust, lo, fair, just, and loving God would then throw them to be a, uh, tortured for all of eternity. That is the consequence when when that judgment is being made at that time, and, and that is not current time. Is when is when the rapture comes and the judgment is made. Isn't that? Oh, sorry. Isn't that a better reason to make this distinction very very clear? Because man on man would not be a crime according to the original translation, and those. People would not be sent to hell. Only the man-on-boy molesters would be subject to hell as an eternal consequence. Well, I I, I think that the, the uh, you, you got to balance the translations, uh, old and and newer, against the overall the overall uh, um, um, interpretation of the Bible and itself concerning all the other verses that that. 
As I understand, there are six verses total that reference homosexuality, and according to this uh, article here, four of them have been probably uh, intentionally mistranslated. So that leaves two that may refer to homosexuality in a broad sense. Um, you know, the Bible does like three witnesses in order to call things true. It's interesting that the third one's missing on this, but I don't know. I mean, once right. you get into the weeds of it all, uh, I mean, I, 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 I can't say one way or the other. Like I said, is it still fornication? I suppose it could be considered sure, fornication. Could these, uh, you know, these ancient Israelites just been making excuses? We like to have homosexual sex. We don't want to throw that in the book. Then fine. Okay. Um, well, you know. it was, it was, it was said, and it, it, it was, and it, by many, many scholars, saying that even though that act was prevalent at that time, that it was still prevalent among the pagans. Oh, but the, the Israelites didn't do that stuff? So it's an anti-pagan. Well, of course, of course, of course the Israelites, Israelites did it, but that does not mean that they were not pagans. I see. So, I mean, don't you think that the high priests just kind of threw the words in and what was convenient at the time and kind of changed these things around and, and that kind of thing? I mean, for... Uh, that, 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 that most certainly could have been because, because um, I'll say, uh, for lack of a better term, anyone, any, anyone who knows the Bible, and you say you know the Bible... A little bit. So I'll accept that, um, knows that even within the church at that time, there were those who didn't believe, and there, and it goes right along with, with the the, the um, uh, uh, Old Testament versus the New Testament. Larry, I appreciate the call. So Thank was, you so much. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Free Talk Live. Talk Live, Live Sunday edition. Mark with you. Rich Rich. You can call in, talk about whatever you want. We're talking about this, uh, apparently, revelation, at least it was to me, that uh, the Bible's mentions of homosexuality have been mistranslated and probably weren't mentioning homosexuality at all, or at least four out of the six, maybe. <sighs> Again, I feel like the last caller, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> well, it says homosexual, and that's what it is. <laughs> And I kind of expected this, right? Like people are going to go through their whole lives believing one thing and then you say something else, then nope, not so much. And uh, I'd say that we, the uh, English speakers, have been kind of misled on this because we were given the King James Version prior to all these other versions, right? The New King James, the NIV, the uh, Revised Standard Version. My mother had a living Bible when I was a kid, uh, which I kind of like, uh, but I like different Bibles for different passages. Okay. I think that uh, the King James, for instance, talks about charity, whereas the the NIV talks about love. I prefer love is patient, love is, pine, love is kind, not, love is not erring, and whatever the hell it is. Um, you know, I, th- I love that verse. I don't like it so much when it says charity. And, you know, my fair. preferences, my preferences for different instances. It's the beautiful thing about the Bible. You can pick and choose what you want to believe and what works for you and take it on out of there out of context. We have one Bible at my house and my son's pet died uh, a few years ago and he was really upset. So we went out and we had a little burial and I read that uh, passage there um, and it was uh, a nice little moment for closure and um, yeah, we used it for fertilizer for the garden. 
What are you going to do? Cat wrote the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I want to tell you real quick, Free Talk Live has, if you are a business owner, trust me, you need to find out about uh, this new project we're, we're going in. It's com- combining radio, digital, and direct marketing all into one, and it's as easy to use as one, two, three. Simply visit 123.freetalklive.com and fill out the form there. Get more information on this program. It's amazing, and the ROI on it, I believe, is going to be tremendous. So if you have a business, check out 123.freetalklive.com. Let's go to another Larry calling in from Indianapolis. Larry, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Larry. Uh, Larry, you're not coming in real well. Are you on a cell phone? Can you hear me better now? Yeah, talk right into it. Thank you. Okay, I'm talking right into it. Yep, but they cut you off on WIBC. I'm mad as hell. There's nothing I can do about it. Uh, but in any case, the uh, only thing you have to worry about when you have translations that come down through history, man who speaks uses language to cover up his sins. That's the rule. So that's what you look at that, and then you think about the people that wrote it, and you think about what sins they were into. And then you know what's going on. But anyway, I heard Amen, the color people, right? Hello? Go ahead. Color, the color people are talking about reparations, right? Well, you know who else is talking about civil rights and uh, reparations? The uncolored people. The LGBTQ community. They claim that they've been discriminated against since this country was founded, and they want reparations for their problems. Well, I think aren't reparations intended for the unpaid labor of blacks and other people were enslaved too? But they figured that they should get reparations for the missed opportunities and other uh, consequences of their lifestyle, and that they couldn't do anything about. So they're looking for reparations too. Their reparations should come in the form of unpaid taxes. No, it should come in uh, cash money is what they want nope. sure. for their for their suffering. Well, and they, they can get and that I think by not paying their taxes. Too. Well, they're going to get it. But the thing about it is, is uh, also Camilla Harris and the other boy, what is the color boy for, oh, God. Uh, from New Jersey? Larry, you're not allowed the, uh, to call black people black, colored, and I don't care boy. if you're black or not. American. Yeah, well, you, I, you don't have to use that terminology. I'm fine with black. That I don't even, even let you say colored. British people. My can dad said colored. <laughs> can I say African American? You can say that. I just don't like the word boy. If you're referring, you can to call African me American. a boy. I'm fine with that, okay, well, and I'm happy right, to be your boy. However, yeah, I got a slave shirt on right now that I wear all the time. But <laughs> anything about it is is the one two two people persons, Camilla Harris and Cory Booker have both said that they would not vote in the Senate for the uh, for the uh, Refugee Resettlement Act that's coming through the House now. And what it is, is this going to provide $100 billion to resettle our North American partners when they come up here so that they can come right in and hit the ground running when they come here? And get in and be a part of our economy. So I've looked into what you've said that. here, Larry, uh, and and you, you, there's there's certainly some truth to what you say, and I think you're yeah. absolutely right. It's wrong. It's welfare for refugees. I appreciate the call. Okay, is that basically what he's talking about? Welfare for refugees. All I know is that Larry just called Cory Booker boy on my radio program. That's okay. all I can tell you. <laughs> God, I'm, I'm sorry you got hung up on that. <laughs> 
I'm not even a big fan of the term African American because that gets misused as well. Like, yeah, there was a news thing where it was like a British black dude, right? And they referred they to him, him as African American, and he's not even American. Let's go to <laughs> Anthony British. calling in from Texas. Anthony, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how you guys doing? All's well. Better now. I uh, was laughing when you said the fertilizer for the ground because when Jezebel was eaten by the dogs, there was no place to bury her. So. Anytime you see a dog poop, that's Jezebel's DNA. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> I got a kick out of that. <laughs> well, anyway, um, at number seven here, Judges 19.22, they call homosexuals worthless fellows. Bring out the man who came into your house that we may have relations with him. So Is this Lot? Now we have to decide what relations are. Is this but, Lot? Yeah, it's a ju- judges. Is this uh, with, with Lot and the, uh, the Pillars of Salt and uh, Sodom and Gomorrah and all that? No, but it is in the book of Judges, which has okay. nothing to do with legality. These are generals. It was a system that didn't work, basically. Right. Uh, well, I mean, when, when you say, <laughs> it didn't uh, work for the Israelites who wanted a king, who then were sorry after they got one. But all right. Right. But they kept having judges. One was named Barak, of all things, and he yep. co-judged with Deborah, yep. the bee. Yep. Oh. Deborah. Uh, you may say hotcakes. I say pancakes. Yep. In King yep. James... Uh, version Proverbs 30, uh, he mentions a spider in the king's house, but in the Douay before the King James, we're talking about a lizard. So lizard and spider, gosh, you know, you talk about mis. Yeah, it seems like a real difference. Maybe it was vermin. I don't know what the uh, the different yeah. difference would be. What's the German word for it? But we have a, we have a semantic issue, you know, with, yep. with a yep. lot of Bibles as well, the uh, translations go. So this so, this you know, particular article follow. doesn't ad- address the uh, judges thing, and I think you're, you know. I, I, I with what I was thinking of as I was driving here today was the situation what was that was similar with uh, Lot and the um, uh, the the angels that visited his house. Uh, more or less, the townsmen came and said, "Hey, give us those fellows who are visiting your house so that we can do whatever with them." And the uh, the Lot's like, "Hey, hey, just take my virgin daughters; it'll be better." And they're like, "No, no, we want yeah. those guys." And yes, yeah, you you got the right verse, no doubt. Yeah, is that the ju- verse out of Judges? I don't know. I I wouldn't know. Yeah, Judges nineteen twenty two. Okay. The problem okay. there is we have to argue: should we allow a girl to get raped by homosexuals? And they couldn't have been homosexuals, but they were worthless fellows. So, what kind of guys were they? Homosexuals, bisexuals, or whatever? Well, I don't and know. Course, you know were, were they worthless because they wanted to rape somebody? I you know well, I don't yeah. I don't know. Were they worthless because they added no productive wanted, value to society? Yeah, what they wanted was the guy. They the did. They were very clear on that. Okay. Uh, according so said, well, okay. to the verse I read. Yeah. So if we, it's like, okay, well, if we get the daughter, we're going to kill her and bring her back, which is what happened. Well, listen, I know it's getting close to the top of the hour. I'll let you guys go. They killed the daughter? What? I thought the, the yeah, both the daughters? Yeah, they, they murdered the daughter and dropped her at the door. Uh, keep reading and you'll go, good Lord. I mean, how worthless can you get? You know. I'm, well, yeah, anyway, I thought I thought that Lot escaped with his two daughters, then his wife turned back and turned into a pillar of salt. But no, no, this this doesn't have to have anything to do with Lot. This is a totally different. Oh, story. it's a different thing. I see. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Appreciate it, Anthony. Thanks for the you call. Bet. Yeah, y'all have a good week. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. It's eight fifty five four fifty free. I think that it looks like there's uh, some dispute on this. I get it, and but at the same time. For me, it was enlightening that much of what I have read regarding homosexuality in the Bible is probably uh, part of an agenda. Sure. To um, And to me, I think that the Bible should be more thoroughly arrayed against sex with children. 
than it is. Um, I also think that Jesus probably could have uh, dropped by and said, hey, you know, that whole slavery thing, it's absolutely wrong. Like, that would have been cool. One of the big things for the Bible for me was, uh, you know, upon Bible studies, learning that it was a council that picked the books. They go, well, right. if man picked it, how was it the word of God? And The idea is God's moving in the room and decides what the vote's going to be? Well, then he also voted for the, the mistranslation then. It could have been a lot more clear, it seems to me. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. That's in Free Talk Live. Business owners, you want more customers? Accept cryptocurrencies. I know, you think it's nuts, but listen. People with Bitcoin walk past your store every day. Wouldn't you like it if they came in and bought something? Trust me, they want to. If you've ever talked with a friend or family member who has some Bitcoin, you know this. But how do you take Bitcoin? Is there, like, a free app you can use? Uh, yes. Go to HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com. HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com adds Bitcoin to your point of sale, totally free. There's nothing new to buy. Use the same equipment you already have. Now with Bitcoin. Let's you take other cryptocurrencies too. These things are like sports teams. Everyone's got their favorite, and you can take all the good ones. And unlike credit cards, you pay no fees. Let the guys at HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com bring new customers into your store. HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com It's Free Talk Live. Call in, talk about what's ever on, whatever is on your mind. It's, it's Mark with you. And Richie Rich. The number's 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE is in freedom. Richie, you've got, what, 10 kinds of Americans that are ruining what? That's right. 10 kinds of Americans who are ruining our country. Yes, we know you're offended. <laughs> I don't even know if I should be offended at this point. I have no idea what Let's we're Let's see what if reading you're here. on the list then. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure I'm on there three times. I, I, If I'm not ruining the country, this list is messed up. This is, this is from the Organic Prepper blog. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It's just a website. Okay. Uh, have you noticed the instant judgment world we're living in? Are you perhaps a part of it? Probably. Yeah. yeah. We are a nation of caricatures. Where one opinion leads others to see an exaggerated personality, the qualities of which are desirable or deplorable. Yeah, okay. Keep your MAGA hat on, not in that Hillary Clinton way, in the Merriam-Webster deserving of strong condemnation way. We've become so staunchly fixed on opinions that there's simply no room for those who have other opinions. Okay. We instantly decide, based on one snippet of an opinion, that a person is good or bad. I think this goes on on both sides oh, yeah. of this debate. Just wait. I try not to. I try not to uh, to do this, but I, in some instances, I find people to be like I immediately make opinions. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's part of human nature. At, yeah. at any moment, you're judging what's going on, um, mostly as a survival mechanism, so you know how to respond to a threat. Right. These people are on the wrong team. Yes. Be prepared to kill them. America is incredibly polarized on such a wide variety of topics, and people respond in extremes. And you better hope you have a good guardian angel. If someone takes a video of you at an angle that tells something other than the real story, looking at you, Joe Biden, yeah. <laughs> you'll face the wrath of the entire internet all at once. There are all sorts of people weakening America, but no one can agree on the worst culprit, and that in itself is a problem. There's a total lack of acceptance for the opinions and beliefs of others. Somehow, this country that used to value rugged individualism 
has turned into something entirely different. Well, rugged individualists can take care of themselves. These uh, little bedwetting uh, opinion havers, they can't, I mean, they can't do anything but make a latte if they have the big expensive machine paid for by somebody else. Yes, sir. Everyone is seen as a caricature as opposed to an actual person with a variety of diverse opinions. So here we go. Here's the list. Here are the 10 examples of people who get blamed for everything that is wrong with America. And yes, I know you're offended. So here we go. First one at the top. Number one. Are you a Christian? You know the right way to live. You know that you have to work to eat. You know where you're going after this life is done. But co- but according to some, you're too Christian and you're pushing your religion on them. You believe Your beliefs are offensive to many people and the fact that you teach your children your religion is practically criminal. So if a Christian wants to talk to me about their religion... A, they have picked the wrong person. Like, this is, oh boy, this is a bad idea. But I appreciate that they're doing it. So if you, they, yeah, the I, Jehovah's Witness knocks on your door, you're like, oh, come on in, let's have a look. I don't. Oh, no, okay. I mean, I, I basically, you know, I, I quickly say, I appreciate you stopping by. And I know that the reason you're here is because you want to save my soul. And in the case of Jehovah's Witnesses, they're, they actually don't believe in hell so, um, you know, things are a little different there. But nonetheless, they're there because they care about you. Now. Or the Mormon missionaries in indigenous countries? I don't care what they're doing. Okay. I frankly don't care. I mean, like, I don't think that some white guy shouldn't be in some African country because of his color to giving out his religion. I don't believe in that colonization crap um, at all. If somebody wants to believe it. They should believe it. If they don't want to believe it, then they shouldn't believe it. If it's profitable to them, then believe it. Whatever. I don't care. But, uh, you know, ultimately, I'm going to disagree with probably anybody else's version of Christianity than my own because that's what I'm going to do, not because I'm mad at them or their religion or anything like that. Sure. I had a a conversation once. I had a boss who was a Calvinist. And, you know, uh, the, the gist from that perspective was you have to have the inspiration of the Holy Spirit or something like that. Like, okay. you have to have a direct conversation. The Holy Spirit reveals himself to you. And then you're a Calvinist. Calvinist. And so I t- well, my response at that point was, well, then I'm just waiting for the revelation then. Because up until this point, I have it. And once I get it, then I'll be converted like you have. And until then, not so much. What I like about Calvinism is they, they're big believers in hard work. Okay. And I am. I mean, sure. totally. I believe that work makes a person's life have meaning. Okay. Yeah, that's fair, too. Because uh, there's lots of good things about lots of different, different denominations. All right. Are you not a Christian? <laughs> Number two. Okay. You think those churchy people are silly with varying degrees of scorn. You know that science is the answer and that facts are all that matter. You know where you're going after this life, too. You told your kids to bury your remains and plant a tree on them so you can at least be some use as a rotting corpse. Well, this non-Christianity means that you are, on principle, a bad person, even if you haven't done anything wrong. If, heaven forbid, you are an atheist or an agnostic person, then you are just waiting for the opportunity to rape and murder because you don't have Jesus in your life. Right. There are many uh, people, religious people, that believe that, um, you know, that religion in some manner or another keeps people uh, good. And I think that that may be true from a societal standpoint where you can use the cudgel of religion in order to get people to behave or something. It's not going to work anymore. Modern, The modern world just can't deal with it. Uh, these ancient religions as they exist are too messy sure. to 
make it at this point. You can basically go through and do the reading and you're like, oh, well, this contradicts itself and it's not acceptable. There would have to be a new, complete religion that would really work well. Islam and Christianity are both very good with the carrot and the stick thing. Like, you believe what we say to believe, otherwise you go to hell. But if you do believe what we say, you go to heaven. So that's good and that works. But I think if you're just not raping, killing, and pillaging because the Bible says not to, then you're probably just as bad as a person who would rape, kill, and pillage if the only thing that's keeping you from doing it is the Bible. So on an individual level, I have talked to a believer who said that just that. Okay. I was like, so you're telling me, right, that if it weren't for the Bible, you would be raping and murdering. I didn't. I don't think I used the word pillaging, but I said raping and murdering people. He was like, yeah. I'm like, well, you just keep on believing. Man. <laughs> right. Don't go anywhere near me if you stop. <laughs> Done, <laughs> Done with this conversation. Yes. Because it, it's surprising. You, you don't think that people would actually say that, you know, from that perspective. Yeah. Um, and yet they do. Uh, disclaimer. Please note that certain alternative religious beliefs are somewhat acceptable, while some religious beliefs paint the faithful as either terrorists or exotic, downtrodden people in need of con- uh, condescending support of those who picture themselves as apostles of equality and some of the less well-known beliefs, while they worship the devil, plain and simple, you'll know them when you see them. I um, think that anybody who looks at somebody, uh, you know, some group and says this group needs saving is a bigot. Sure. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. A terrible bigot. Like, you think that this group needs extra money, reparations, or whatever, because they, you know, bad things happened in historically to people who were like them? Yeah. In some form or fashion, that's also the white savior complex, right? Right. That's that's why colonization happens, because they go there. Funny thing is, is that, uh, you know, it's not like the Ostrogoths and the Visigoths were treated very well by the Romans. I mean, you know, so everybody's got bad things going on in there. Uh, and we all of our ancestors, every last one of our ancestors were good for nothing but raping and enslaving of the overlords and burying their bastard children. And yet you don't want reparations? <laughs> well, from who? <laughs> That's the thing. I mean, everybody... You you don't have to go back very many generations to find people who've been treated badly by some group or another. And who who pays whom at this point? I agree, I agree with you for the most part. It's a difficult it's a difficult situation because it happened in the past. Yes. And yet we have to operate from a where are we now standpoint? Yeah. And how do we move forward? You know. I'm fine with that. Let's start talk, let's start negotiating. Okay. Let's put table let's put reparations on the table for whomever. And you you call me up, tell me what you want reparations for, and then we're going to start negotiating. I'll start negotiating government money your direction if you start giving me things too. What would they What would they have to give you for you to be okay with reparations? Mark, uh, they would have to they would have to declare me uh, intergalactic space king. Okay, and I'd be fine with that. At that point, we could just give away uh, the United States' tax dollars for whatever, as long as they uh, declare fidelity to the intergalactic space king. Then fine. I think it's gonna it could end up being a situation where voluntary reparations are on the table only because there's so many like self-hating white folks now that are like oh we did so much bad things to those folks like a gofundme yeah why not free talk live 855-450-3733 free talk live free talk live live sunday edition and call in and talk about what you want. We, uh, well, we read in the first hour an article that says that 
basically my understanding of the Bible's condemnation of homosexuality has been confused my whole life. And, and you immediately changed your opinion on the subject. And Well, no, I didn't change my opinion <laughs> on the subject. I didn't hold the Bible to be uh, the unerring. I've, I haven't held the Bible to be the unerring word of God for a very long time. I consider it to be an ancient text and one that's formative and important in Western civilization. Shouldn't be disparaged or whatever in, from that sense, but I don't consider it to have actually been written by God, which is what I was told by preacher men uh, ad nauseum in my youth. So I want to tell you about American financing. I don't know what they think on that subject, but uh, you could call them and ask them. I got a telephone number for you. Don't do that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a family-owned mortgage banker that's been uh, helping people for 20 years. They've got an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They sound like good folks. Uh, 30 uh, th- excuse me, uh, yeah, 3,200 Google re- positive Google reviews, and they've uh, never charged up upfront fees, unlike some lenders who charge like $500 just to qualify. They've got every kind of loan in the industry, FHA, VA, conventional, ARM, Jumbo, USDA. USDA, huh. <laughs> Evening and weekend hours to meet your schedule. It only takes 10 minutes to get started. You can actually do a digital mortgage by logging on to AmericanFinancing.net. That's really important. AmericanFinancing.net. Refinancing. You know, you, they even have uh, retirement options. So those reverse mortgages, credit card, debt consolidation, whatever it is that you want to do, they can help you with it. Their NMLS number is 182334, NMLSCustomeraccess.org. The telephone number that I told you about previously, 888-840-0303. 888 Excuse me, 804, I got a cod, 888-804-0303, AmericanFinancing.net, 888-804-0303, AmericanFinancing.net. And you don't need to ask them what their views on the Bible are before you, before you get a mortgage. You don't have to. No, it's up to you. So uh, the 10, th- 10 types of people that are ruining America, people that are Christians, people who aren't Christians. And the disclaimer, the, the people in, the, in between are... Uh, those two. Those two. You know them when you see it. So number okay. three, are you a Republican? Uh, well, I am part of the Republican Party. I am a registered Republican. Yep. Well, then you are too conservative. You hate the poor people and you want to control women's body. You really hate people of color, particularly those who are poor or getting an abortion. You think the lack of religion, your religion, is the problem with this country, and you want to go back to old school values and make sure no one ever gets welfare. I kinda, I, well, I don't. I want to make sure that nobody ever gets welfare, but not because I hate poor people, but because I think that welfare is frankly destructive. The reason that I dislike welfare for corporations and people, mind you, is because I don't feed the bears at government uh, parks. I don't want the bears to become dependent on handouts and therefore unable to do bear things. And I think that the same thing happens to humans. We're all just mammals, after all. And once the handouts come, then you're really no good for work after that. So the United States military bombs their country. They come here to escape that bombing, and they don't get anything from you? Are you talking about a refugee? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that uh, absolutely they can come here and get absolutely nothing except the uh, opportunity to work hard. You know, if somebody if some religion wants to create some kind of camp where these people can come to ahead of time where they get a, a cot and, uh, you know, two hot meals a day 
and then they can go out and get jobs from there. What about a seed money loan to help them get started since they've lost everything in the war? Any not-for-profit can go ahead and uh, put together that seed money, too. Uh, I still don't advocate for it uh, from state funds. Then again, I don't advocate for anything from state funds, so... You know, yeah, let's talk. You know, <laughs> give me somebody hit me up if this is what we're going to do. All right. All those babies. Oh, you and by the way, oh, I also think that anybody who does receive welfare from the government, since you're requesting and it's not something that's owed to you, it is not a human right. Therefore, there can be restrictions. If if, uh, you know, we as a society are going to say, OK, we're going to hand this uh, this money out, then there should be restrictions on it. And I think one of those restrictions ought to be a vasectomy or some kind of um iud so eugenics program against poor people uh, against people who have uh, admitted that they cannot handle life on life's terms okay should they have more kids i mean do we really want to set up uh, welfare programs based on people getting more money for having more kids than they can clearly handle no i'm against all of it but yeah I'm i just, know you know the 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 devil's advocate position is just that right like that's an that's brought up as an excuse yeah. for eugenics. People love working. to say eugenics, though, yeah. um, and it's a fun term. Sure, but honestly, aren't we all trying to reshape society? Isn't everybody a eugenicist? I have to think about that one. I, mean, I don't want to. I don't want to say yes right off the top of my head. Everybody seems to want to reshape society. Uh, I mean, just the people who are good at it are the ones who uh, get blamed. Okay, fair enough. Back to the Republicans. Uh, all those babies you insist should be born. Are just going to need to get jobs. Your favorite things are war on foreign soil, vehicles that are adamantly environmentally unfriendly, and the Fourth of July. Any of those ring true? Uh, do I for me? Oh yeah, I mean you. I, I did. This is Republicans, and you identified as yeah. Um, so. We have a Prius, <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we do celebrate Independence Day, but I call it Independence Day, not Fourth of July, because okay. everybody has a Fourth of July. Only the United States has an Independence Day. What about Cinco de Mayo for Mexicans? I, as I understand, Mexicans don't care very much, but I'm always happy to eat tacos, whatever they're served. <laughs> I mean, yeah, at Mexican food, all right. Uh, margaritas. Taco, I'm down. Taco Tuesday, 52 weeks a year. <laughs> I, well, yeah, we often go to Taco Tuesday. Um, yeah, sure. Absolutely. You know, the unfortunate thing is there's a taco place uh, right down the street from uh, where we are, and they do Taco Tuesday. But Taco, uh, excuse me, Tuesday nights is also the regular meetup group for the you know movers of the Free State Project over there. And I usually attend that event as opposed to Taco Tuesdays. Well, then they should have it at the taco place. <sighs> I am not in control of the planning. And I'm not about to rock the boat either to, to move the event. Uh, just throwing that out there. Moving on. Number four. Are you a Democrat? I'm not. Okay. Good. But so, my wife's family is all Democrats. I My wife is not a registered anything. She's a independent. Okay. Oddly enough, my wife as well will say, like, not political, but leans Democrat. Yep. Uh, part of the culture, though, because Hawaii was as blue as it gets for the most part. She's Hawaiian. She, well, she's natively Hawaiian as well, but also born and raised in the in the state. Okay. So, yeah. And That's I'm, a distinction that Hawaiians make, apparently. Well, because I'm from the state, born and raised in Hawaii, I have no native Hawaiian blood. So, I see. So, you know, my, my uncle would say, like, well, what do you call a guy from Texas? Call him a Texan. So he was born in Hawaii, so he's a Hawaiian, but he doesn't have any Polynesian blood. He's like full Portuguese. So okay. <laughs> I'm, I, I make the distinction on behalf of them. Okay. Um, because there, they would not consider me a Hawaiian. So you're Hawaiian, but not native Hawaiian. Not native Hawaiian. I, I make the distinction as native or not. Uh, there's a politician there that makes the distinction as local or Hawaiian. Like if you are Hawaiian, natively Hawaiian, you are Hawaiian. 
if you are living in Hawaii, born in Hawaii, you are local to the islands. All right. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. I, I, when it when it comes down to uh, having a conversation, you just have to get your terms parsed out ahead of time. Sure. Try not to get hung up on them because everybody's got different definitions. That's fine. I'm not hung up, but when you ask me if my wife is Hawaiian, she's both. She's born and raised there and has native blood. 855-450-3733. What do you think about these groups? Are they ruining America? 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. I want to tell you about my favorite cryptocurrency wallet, Edge Wallet at edge.app. Edge is the wallet I use more than any other, and that was true long before Edge Wallet became a sponsor of Free Talk Live. Edge Wallet allows you to buy, sell, trade, and securely hold your cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, Ethereum, tokens, Monero, Ripple, Dash, Bitcoin Cash, and more. It's available for both Android and iOS, and you can download it via the Play or App Store or via Edge Wallet's website, edge.app. Secure your freedom with Edge Wallet. Talk Live. Call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. It's Mark with you. And Richie Rich. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450. Free is in freedom. And I'd like to tell you about one of the freedoms you have. You have the freedom to buy My Magic Mud. And I support this freedom. Above all other freedoms, frankly, My Magic Mud will make your teeth uh, very special. Richie Rich, have you ever used My Magic Mud? I do. I have a jar. Yeah. Uh, awesome. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, My Magic Mud is a black tooth powder. It is made from charcoalized coconut husks and bentonite clay. Not only is it clinically proven to whiten teeth, but I, I think I used mine, was it last night or the night before? I think it was the night before. And it just makes your teeth cleaner than any other toothpaste. Now, I'm not saying you should use it every time. I don't think you should. But they do sell toothpaste. They do sell toothpaste, and that toothpaste is great. I love using it. Use That I had to have used last night. I don't exclusively use their toothpaste tooth products. My wife also makes a baking soda toothpaste that I like to use sometimes, too. But, you know, I'm brushing two or three times a day. So I can afford to mix it up a little bit. Sure. Yeah. There's a lot of opportunity. Love my magic mud, though. Will not live without it. I have never been without possessing my magic mud since I got it close to 10 years ago. From my can came from a uh, jar, came from Jessica Armand, the creator. And I love this stuff. Like, seriously love it. And I think you, if you'll try it, if you would do just listen to me and try it. I think you will agree. Now, you can find it at most major health food stores, Sprouts, CVS, Natural Grocers, Walmart's Natural Beauty Isle, all that. But I can get it for you 20% off if you listen to me right now. Go to MyMagicMud.com and use coupon code FTL20. FTL20, not FTL, FTL20. And you get 20% off at MyMagicMud.com. It's like 13 bucks for a jar, so, you know, knocks, knocks it down under 10 bucks. I will also say this. That's, many, many uses. That sounds expensive when compared to, like, other regular over-the-counter tooth products. Yep. But that jar lasts, lasts so long. It lasts so long. <laughs> more more than any standard regular tube of toothpaste or whatever. you, you got to be careful with it because it's light. And, you know, if you knock oh, this yeah. thing over... It's a mess. Yeah, don't do that. Keep right. it someplace safe. Yeah. Open be, it slowly. Be careful. Yeah, be careful with it. But, don't have uh, a fan blowing around. Uh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> there goes your 13 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Buymagicmud.com. Love it. Love it. Uh, we're talking about the... The 10 kinds of Americans 
who are ruining our country. That's right. And so we've gone through Christians, non-Christians, Republicans, and Democrats. Uh, well, we we're, start, on Democrats. we're on Democrats. Okay. So are you a Democrat? You are too liberal. You're part of the lunatic fringe, and you are killing America. I think that the Democratic Party is an even more diverse party than the Republican Party, uh, personally. Diverse in the, the uh, members that encompass them or yes okay there's just a whole bunch of different types of democrats and you cannot put your finger on what one of them believes do you do you think that that's an effective strategy for uh elections then because that's one of the things that they always the effective strategy is and it works for both sides not that our candidate is good but that their candidate is terrifyingly evil okay right i mean that's all that matters is is that you Get scared and vote for the bad vote vote against the bad guy or bad gal, whatever whomever it might be. And for me, the way that I've stepped away from this, because I live in a household where I would have voted in this manner. I would have voted for Gary Johnson, um, or uh, barring that, uh, for the uh, uh, Stein, whatever her, her first Jill name Stein. is, Jill Stein. Barring that, Donald Trump, and then lastly, if you had a gun to my head, I guess I would have voted for Hillary Clinton. Those are the four people that we considered having the ability to win, and that's the rank that I would have voted them for the men. Okay. My wife would have been in the same order. However, she would have had Clinton at third and Trump at fourth. Okay, and that's because. You know, she's sort of ethnically Democrat and I'm sort of ethnically Republican. And I'm, you know, you can scare me a little bit. So the way I deal with it is, is I realize that mathematically my vote is unimportant. Donald Trump did not win or lose by one vote in any state. So you cannot claim that your vote was meaningful in the election to elect Donald Trump. Sure, but catering Kate, toward candidates, in, in my view, I'm, I kind of like try to stay outside the left-right paradigm yeah. as much as possible. But the the... Democrats, the liberal, that side of things seem to be more inclusive of more groups. Yes. And the conservative Republican side of things seem to be more exclusive. I say that that is the biggest problem that Republicans are facing is is that Republicans, um, whether they like it or not, are known to hate other people. Now, I'm not saying they do. I'm saying they're known to. And you can't like, how are you going to get somebody who has a gay friend to vote Republican when they're like, how come the Republicans hate gay people? Well, Republicans don't hate gay people. There are lots of gays in the Republican Party. As a matter of fact, they have the log cabin Republicans. But they say that they hate gay people. And Republicans, some Republicans, don't help with the stereotype. That's true, because they bring up the Bible, which has a mistranslation of the <laughs> right. word homosexual. There you go. And there you go. All right. Too liberal, killing America. You are probably a blue-haired lesbian or an effeminate, albeit beautifully dressed, gay man. You want to invite criminals into our country and give them the right to vote, and you have been a part of numerous abortions. Now, um, I'm none of these things except uh, welcoming people to come into this country. Um, I don't want to give anybody anything free. I will agree with you that one of the real sticking points to immigration is this voting thing. I say let people who want to come live a better life in this country do so. Offer them nothing for free. Well, then they won't come. Good. Okay. That's fine. If you see the thing is, is if you put a bowl of cat food out every morning and they'd get angry that stray cats come and eat it, you're an idiot. You're the dumbest kind of person I've ever heard of. So either put out a bowl of cat food and be happy that the cats come and get the food or stop putting out the damn bowl. It's not the bowl's fault. 
So what about what about the Republican perspective that it's those darn Democrats who are putting out the bowl of cat food and the cats are invading my house? Now? I think that we need to in this country come to a uh, uh, you know we have to come to some kind of middle ground. And if I propose the middle ground is let people come to this country, work hard, build better life for themselves, be completely ineligible for uh, both citizenship and like citizenship just means voting, really. Okay. Voting and, uh, you know, any kind of welfare benefits. I think that the welfare benefits should only be offered to people who get vasectomies or have an IUD uh, entered in. And these problems with uh, poor people living off the system are going to solve themselves very quickly inside of a generation. But nobody's got the guts to say anything like this. Should native-born peoples have to go through that procedure, too, to get welfare? Like if you're born oh, no, no, yes, absolutely. Okay. The, the, the um, non-natives would not get it at all. Oh, okay. So, you know, that problem solved. And there's no reason why somebody should be who's born on this particular land gets to vote. I think that, frankly, I think everybody should go through the citizenship process. Uh, you know, some people, some people should be eligible and some people should be ineligible, but everybody born here should go through the citizenship process. If you can't answer the citizenship exam questions at least once, you're not qualified to vote. Is it okay? So it's only restricted to vote because a lot of the citizenship comes down to working as well, right? With e verify. Well, there's they, they, you know, but yes, but no, there's uh, naturalization. There's all kinds of things that exist that allow people to work without citizenship. The only value to citizenship is a sort of pass. Uh, you can get a passport without being a citizen of the United States. So the passport is a benefit, and I think that that should be offered to anybody who lives here. And then voting, essentially. Or just eliminate the whole passport program entirely. You can't, uh, because... It's a wartime effort. It's long as it yeah, it's a, it's a World War One thing, and should be done away with global scale, but I don't, I'm don't. i a global citizen, so I can't advocate for global stuff, although I would advocate for that. Uh, you know, At this point, the United States passport is the most valuable passport out there. Is it? Uh, I, among them. Okay. I thought there was some that were... I thought there was a ranking that I read that it wasn't Maybe the EU's is better. I don't know. Okay. That gives you more access to more countries... I think it might have been Japan or one of those Asian countries. Well, uh, Japan kicked my butt out. Okay. Well, <laughs> and why is that? <laughs> Conviction when I was 17 years old. <laughs> I didn't mean to bring it it's up. It's delightful. <laughs> God, 24 hours there, 24 hours back. Couldn't somebody have told me ahead of time? Hey, we've go- we've gone through the, uh, the, the, the airplane itineraries. It turns out you uh, had a conviction. We're not going to be able to let you in. I would well okay. I don't want to. I don't want to put you on the spot, but I would think you would have looked into that, knowing the issue you had in Canada. Oh, ignorance of the law is no excuse. Okay. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. It's eight fifty five four fifty three. Free talk live. Free talk live. Live Sunday edition. Park with you. And Richie Rich. Call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. What's on my mind right now is the AMP program. And good folks like Vince, who's a gold amplifier, go to amp.freetalklive.com and you can be as good as Vince is. It's amp.freetalklive.com. People who go and support us there allow us to reach more people to on more podcasters, more radio stations, Free Talk Live on 200 radio stations now, thanks to the amplifiers. 125,000 on average or so podcast downloads per month. Nice. It's great. Thank you, amplifiers, amp.freetalklive.com. And you can even sit in the studio with us as well. That's one of the perks. If you are in town and an amplifier, you can sit in the studio, amp.freetalklive.com. So... Still on Democrats. Democrats yeah. ru- ruining the country. Ruining the country. But first it was Christians and non-Christians and Republicans and now Democrats. Yep. Okay. 
Democrats believe rich white men are the problem with this country, and they wish bad things on anyone who disagrees. How come it's so many rich white men are Democrats? I don't know. It's amazing, right? Like the top two forerunners in the election are the exact people they're like railing against on the Republican side. Oh, I think that the, um, oh, you mean Sanders and uh, Biden? Biden? Yeah. Yeah. Sanders isn't white by some people's standards, though. Because? He's Jewish. Oh, I don't even want to get into that. No, it's it's really ugly. It's really ugly. But there are certainly Jews that do not consider themselves to be white. Sure. Plenty of them. Unless it's They're con- probably Democrats. Unless it's convenient at some form or fashion. Sure, they're, they're happy to pass. Yes. All right. Uh, you enjoy protest, poetry reading, and taking guns away from law-abiding citizens. Okay. Those are the Democrats. Those are the Democrats and why they are ruining this country. Yeah, this is the this is they just found the place where I'm willing to uh, you know call Democrats out as is, is the uh, the gun thing. Sure. Is um, look, you either have a right to keep and bear arms. Or you don't. And if you have a right, I don't care what any Democratic candidate says about it. There is no attenuating rights for society. The Constitution says the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. It's not kidding when it says it. If you don't like that, change the Constitution. Don't go and advocate for laws that are clearly unconstitutional. And I don't care if the Supreme Court says they're constitutional. The Supreme Court is just a bunch of government bureaucrats as far as I'm concerned. I'm always amazed at how many 5-4 decisions come down from the Supreme Court. There's not as many as you think, but I mean, there's, there, there's more the, 9-0s. Okay. And 8 That would make more sense, but those are not the ones that get press. No, they aren't. Yeah. Not at all. The I'm surprised that anything that makes it to the Supreme Court, I'm surprised that something that would be 9-0 makes it to the Supreme Court. Like... Because it would be confirmed by all the lower courts by that point already. Right. And maybe it's just because it's very quick for the Supreme Court to hear these things and send them down and they want to make sure that everybody's clear. But anything that's 5-4, I don't even think, I mean, to me, that's not good enough. That's one election cycle away from being the other way. Yes. It's it's really that simple. That simple. Yeah. Yeah. And oftentimes they're slow to retake something up, but... I think at this point, I mean, I really think they should send something back and say, look, the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And that means, I guess we're talking about adults here, anybody over the age of majority, 18 years old, I don't care if they're, uh, you know, slap crazy. I don't care if they've been convicted of the worst kind of felony. I don't care because it says shall not be infringed. I think there's an argument for the felony one. Let me let me make the argument. Okay. The 13th amendment says that uh, you know, basically involuntary servitude is unacceptable except in the cases of conviction for a crime, which is why you can have uh chain gangs in prisons. Yes. Okay. So people can be forced into labor in, inside prisons. I'm not saying that's a great thing, but um, nonetheless, that's what's going on there. Obviously, you can't have convicts with guns. Just doesn't make any sense. Well, they're going to get them anyway. <laughs> Very rarely. The uh, ones that want them. Really, really want them. Okay. <laughs> um, having been in prison myself, I can say that there are very few guns, but I could oh, have made in prison. one oh, in prison. Okay. I'm talking, yes, the convicts in prison. Oh, okay. So convicts, actual convicts can't in have prison. guns, right? Okay, sure. So we're attenuating rights at that point. Once you've been convicted, I really believe at that point that, well... Yes, I think the government can refuse to allow you to get your rights to keep and bear arms back. I just think that it's a stupid policy because 
ex-cons can always get guns. I'm an ex-con. I could have a gun by the end of the night if I I've, wanted it. I've heard that claim many times. That's it, why I said they'll get they'll get them if they want. Right. And so it's a it's a stupid claim. All it does is prevents the ex-cons that don't want any legal trouble from getting a gun. And the ex-cons that are willing to commit more crimes will go ahead and get a gun. So why have the extra crime? If an ex-con wants to go rob a liquor store, your law hasn't done anything. If they don't want to rob a liquor store, all you've done is put a man who would otherwise have been innocent of everything in jail. What's the point of this? Oh, I know the reason. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. It sucks when I say it, but it's because of black people. It's because white people wanted reasons to put black people in jail. Okay. And... Long and the short of it, those are that's, the reasons. That's the drug law in a nutshell as well. You cannot talk about racism in America without talking about the drug war. Okay. You have to. These are things are inexorably linked. Absolutely. And I'm not saying that all rich white men are bad, and I'm not saying that all black men are great or any of those things. I'm simply saying that these things are true. I want to take a step back and talk about rights in general very briefly because um, every time it comes down to the Constitution, it's, again, something that's on the whim of judgment uh, by whomever and can change, right? Like if you want to alter the constitution for the second amendment and, and then, then it becomes not a right anymore. It becomes a privilege granted to you yep. by the United States government. So I would agree with you on that. I think that uh, the right to defend yourself exists. I think in a, um, in a, the modern society is simply not going to allow certain weapons Okay. Like nuclear weapons, for okay. instance. Um, I mean, that's a, that's a good one. And they're not going to allow certain people to possess them. Have you ever met a crazy person before? And uh, I mean, a really crazy person? I want to say yes. Okay. Because I was in a holding cell and this dude was really, really off. Imagine that guy with a gun. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah. But I also, if he had one, like who am I to take it away from him if he's not actively threatening anybody with it? Yeah, I mean, I... Met a guy a couple of days ago that uh, barrel swept me. Okay. Should I have shot him? Uh, he had been drinking. Okay. And he was, you know, showing off his gun, and I got barrel swept. That what that means, ladies and gentlemen, is is that the gun, although may or may not have been on, un- was probably unloaded, uh, was pointed at my person. Yeah. Briefly. That's I. Sh- okay, so that's an entire the other issue that I struggle with because I come again moved from Hawaii. There's not a strong gun culture there no. because the gun they shoot they hunt pigs there they're shooting them with something yeah I I do due to went bow hunting okay um, however so we you know we moved here and I am very accepting of the gun culture that exists here like I'm not one to step on toes but I'm also not familiar with etiquette involved with how that works yeah like what do you do if you get barrel swept um, you know I don't know I don't know how to answer that because I'm not familiar I moved with out of the that. way and gave him sort of a questioning look okay and he's like oh sorry. Because my experience was um, we were helping someone move in, like, you know, the, the Free State Project welcome wagon. And the, the one of the gentlemen who was helping with the move-in had a shoulder holster. And as he bent over to pick up a box to carry stuff off the truck, his gun fell out of his shoulder holster and hit the ground and bounced a couple times. And, again, I'm not familiar with the protocol. I'm like, I don't even know what to do. I don't even – how badly can I reprimand this gentleman <laughs> for that? It and is I certainly it. Um, unseemly for your gun to fall out of your holster. Yes, but modern firearms should not go off when dropped. That's true. I don't think I, I I don't think I was in fear of being shot so much as that doesn't seem like proper protocol for no. safe gun use. No, either. it's bad. <laughs> so <laughs> so not familiar with the culture. I don't even know what to do. I don't even know how to answer your question about being barrel swept because I've never been a part of it. Uh, Please move, go on. Move on. All right, number five. 
Are you politically neither a Republican or Democrat? Oh, I'm the reason that uh, uh, Gore lost or something, right? Making your own decision that don't go down a party line is confusing. What kind of heathen thinks drugs should be legalized and the government needs to stay out of people's bedrooms while at the same time fully supporting the right to bear arms? Don't these people understand that taxation is the price we pay for a civilized society and roads? For the love ah, of gravy. Libertarians. Oh, Excellent. Roads. We got thrown in there. Yep. Roads. See, we're ruining the country. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> as though, <laughs> like, it, the roads argument's so amazing to me. Uh, well, we can't have freedom because we need roads. Okay. Look, people put pavement down on the ground without the government telling them to. Yep. As a matter of fact, the government pays, paves almost nothing. And when they pave roads that the government has destroyed, they get in trouble for it. <laughs> right. When people right when people attempt to fix the, these problems, they get they get in trouble. Um, also, there are private roads all over America. There are some private toll roads that exist that are better taken care of than state roads because there's a financial incentive to do so. That's exactly right. Amazing. Um, I mean, you don't even need eminent domain, which is probably the best part of that argument that, uh, you know, what about the roads kind of thing? It's not roads, it's eminent domain, but you don't even need eminent domain with uh, auction theory. There you go. If you need more clarification on that or anything else, 855-450-3733, 855-450-FREE, as in Free Talk Live. Would you like to hang out with Penn Jillette? He's keynoting Freedom Fest this year. I, for one, am thrilled. Freedom Fest is the largest liberty-oriented gathering in the world. They take a Big Ten approach with libertarians, conservatives, liberals, anarchists, capitalists, and just open-minded people mingling together to hear real debates, share real solutions, and converse freely. This year's theme is the Wild West, a time of liberty and opportunity, or a time of anarchy and violence. Maybe both. Go to freedomfest.com FTL and get your tickets now. Now, freedomfest.com slash FTL. Not convinced yet? Hey, I understand. It's a high-end event. Even with coupon code FTL50. Sure, you're likely to receive investment advice that'll make that sum seem paltry. But I have something special for you. Go to freedomfest.com slash FTL and you'll get the five best speeches from last year for free. Call it a test drive. Do yourself a favor and go to freedomfest.com slash FTL. Freedomfest.com slash FTL. Use coupon code FTL50 for a discount. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and you are free to call in and talk live here on the airwaves. Excuse me. Voice caught there. It's Mark with you. And Richie Rich. 855 450 3733. It's 855 450 free, as in Free Talk Live. Richie, Rich, we are talking about the 10 types of people that are ruining America. Yep. We've got Christians, non-Christians, Democrats, Republicans, and independents or libertarians or whatever. Neither Republican nor Democrat. Yeah, those folks. Yeah. All right. So three, then we're up to five at this point. Yep. Uh, So one more thing for the, the neither Republicans nor Democrats after the roads. You can't just make up your mind, and the fact that you opt out of political stuff means you hate America. <laughs> you love gay weddings, gun shows, and long walks in Somalia. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's where you go. Because I love me some cholera. <laughs> All right. Well, is it number six now? Yes. Are you just quietly minding your own business? <laughs> Ruining America. What the heck is wrong with you? 
Don't you care that there are babies being aborted, women being forced to bear unwanted children conceived of rape or incest, bakers refusing to or being forced to make gay wedding cakes? School shooters are everywhere because we haven't melted down all the guns in America. Teachers don't carry guns. Some city ripped out the person's front yard vegetable garden. Kroger got rid of the organic food aisle because they wanted us to poison us with all the glyphosates, and it's part of the eugenics scheme. There's that word. There's that word. You got to throw eugenics in there somewhere. <laughs> An American Idol was canceled because everyone can't get a trophy. Your peaceful <laughs> hobbies can wait. Knock it off with all the Tai Chi and go race cane about something. Show us you care. No, I, 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 I get it. Look, my show's based on being outraged to some extent, right? Sure, I yeah. mean, outrage culture is a thing. And it's not going to stop because I'm doing my show or not doing my show. So, you know, there's Democratic outrage culture. There's Republican outrage culture. Just look at MSN and Fox, by the way, if you want to see that these things exist. Well, we need some libertarians need something to 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 be able to view here and have their moment. And that's what Free Talk Live is. Sure, and the and the two people ruining Free Talk Live are the callers and the people who don't call in. That's right. <laughs> the call is exactly right. right this certainly isn't me. <laughs> moving on. Do you only eat healthy food? Perhaps you look down on people who are overweight and simultaneously blame the entire obesity epidemic on Monsanto and the <laughs> USDA food pyramid, which you feel right. should be inverted. <laughs> so you're relating to this one too? <laughs> Going out for your celebratory dinner is a nightmare for you as you pick at your plate with a lightly filtered sneer on your face while all the stupid people you're with just dive right in. Yeah, that's me. I dive right in. You scorn people who eat processed foods and you believe those chronically ill people wouldn't be so sick if they had just eaten clean. Get off their scooters and go for a walk for crying out loud. You know, I, what I think is funny is, is there's certainly people like that, right? And you have yes. every right to feel that way when we understand that we basically have socialized medicine at this point. With Medicare, you have socialized medicine, right? So you're paying for all the bad decisions that anybody over the age of 65 ever made. And you have every right to be upset that you have to pay for diabetes and lung cancer and all these things that these you know highly preventable problems these people uh, you know caused for themselves, sure. but the problem is the government forcing you to pay for it, not that uh, you know these people have the problem. They got to live their lives. They do, and I I will say this: like I sometimes when I see larger than average people, right, I wonder to myself like how did it get that bad. Right. At what point at what point do you tip the scale and go like I, there's no way for me to get down from this weight or to, to get healthy and screw it. I'm just going to do it because um, I know for myself personally, I know when I'm getting too fat and I'm probably there right now because <laughs> because of the festivals like a little You're certainly I, more uh, rotund than I am. Yeah. Well, and, and more rotund than I was a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Like it was a, it was a bad couple of weeks and I feel it. But I know what it's like to have been 175 saying, well. Oh, I gotta watch my weight because it's I'm going down. I'm I'm it's a, taking a slow roll down Fat Hill here. Yeah, and then 185 comes along. I quit smoking. Um, you know, 185 comes along. 195 comes along. 205 comes along. Sure. I haven't really ever been above 205, but I didn't think I'd ever get above 175. I've said okay. I'm never leaving a size 32 pants. I'm in 36s and have been for a long time. Okay. So. 
But you also work out. You exercise, right? You have your jujitsu. I do, and- but that doesn't mean that my weight's under control. It's certainly okay. not. But you're capable of keeping it under control if, if you chose to, if it, you wanted to. Yes, everybody yeah. is. True, and that's why that's why I question those larger people. I go like, well, what was it? Right? I used to I used to work at a job near a fitness center, um, and there was like a really large man coming in to buy whatever it is he was buying, and one of the personal trainers was in line behind him, and she gave him a look. Then gave me a look, and then we had a little conversation about like, how do you feel about that? Because she's you know she's a personal fitness trainer, she's in shape, yep. she's skinny, whatever. And she goes, well, at first I feel bad, right? Because I want to help this guy. Yeah. Like I look at him, I go, he's unhealthy. I'm in a position to do something about this. Um. And then she and then she goes, but he's not coming to me for help, so there's nothing I can do. And then I stop feeling bad because that's his personal choice to move on. It's his but, choice. Yeah. And when it comes to weight, like at one point the biggest I was was two fifteen. And at that point, I said, screw this. I'm fixing that. And I went from 215 down to 125 in like, wow. a, in like a short period of time, like nine months, like 10 pounds a month. So, but it's, you know, at that time it was, it was commitment to going like, this is too big. I'm going to fix it. And then at some point going like, this is too small. I'm going to fix that too. Um, and then, you know, when I started exercising and, and you know, weight training, I, I bulked up, but it was all muscle and now I'm just fat again. Let's go to Mark calling in from Georgia. Mark, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, guys. How's it going? All's well. I have got the three groups of people that are ruining this country, and they're just undisputed the champs of ruining it. All right. Okay. Here they are in, in order. If you are of European descent, if you are of African descent, and if you are of Asian descent, you are ruining this country. There's Have probably season, guys. somebody who can say uh, that they're not. Thank you for the call. <laughs> but that's a darn close to most folks there. So the Mexicans. Some, and it's Mexicans more than one no of problem. some of them. Yeah. Or is he calling that European descent because they're Spanish? Yeah, mestizos would claim to be some uh, to have some European descent. Yep. Moving on. There's there are people who, from Central and uh, Central and South America that call themselves Indios, okay, and Indians basically, and they uh, would have no uh, European descent. So there you go. There's some of those. Some of those. So those folks okay to cross the border, <laughs> no problem. No, not ruining the country. Uh, are you vegan, paleo, or keto? Oh yeah. Well, those guys. You're not ruining the country, but you are annoying. <laughs> <laughs> You are a thousand times healthier than all those stupid omnivores. Your way of eating is everyone else's great sorrow or distress. You are better and healthier than you've ever been before in your entire life. Yep. You wake up in the morning, you're just full of vim and vigor. Yeah, because you get to eat bacon every morning. <laughs> or keto. or you would never touch bacon or yeah, whatever. Or whatever. <laughs> you have the key to health and longevity, and you make sure everyone knows it. Yes. Daily. And f- at full volume. <laughs> when I started intermittent fasting, I was almost this bad. Like, if it's, it didn't take much for me to tell people that I was uh, uh, intermittent fasting. Okay. It's because I was hungry. <laughs> I couldn't think of Why anything else. Why are you else. so angry, Mark? I'm intermittent fasting. <laughs> Heaven help us if you also do CrossFit. Yeah, right. Those are big. Man, the CrossFit people, I don't care. Those people, they're passionate. They're in good shape. Fine. Tell tell me about it. Okay, go but ahead. But if they're also keto or vegan and doing CrossFit, it's like a double uh, whammy. I think it's fine. Okay. I mean, whatever. Look, if you've if you've got something, if you, if you if something's being successful for you, 
I don't want to hear about your moral crap because I think that I uh, already have that moral stuff already nailed down, just like everybody does. So I've got an opinion on that. If you're going to come to me with the vegan thing, I believe that uh, animals have rights and you know these kinds of things. That I've got lots of questions that are going to make you question everything you believe. Uh, but um, if you've got something that works for your life, well, yeah, I want to hear what works. Okay. Yeah. What's what's going on in your life that works? Yeah, I want to hear that. Veganism, apparently, for yeah, a lot of people. Level, that's or, fine. Or keto. But what works about it? I don't know. I, yeah. just, I have one friend who just keeps putting me in the keto group on Facebook, and I keep not going into that group. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care, man. I'll eat what I want. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. As in freedom, what is what 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 thing do you think you've got figured out here on Free Talk Live? Free Talk Live. Call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. Mark with you. And Richie Rich. Talking about the 10 types of Americans that are, or 10 types of people that are ruining America. Yep. The number is 855-450-3733. Just today, I used my Edge wallet, and that's a wallet for holding cryptocurrencies, like all of the cryptocurrencies. You can use it to buy, sell, trade, and securely hold your cryptocurrencies. It's basically a one-stop shop for uh, your crypto. So first, go to Bitcoin.com, learn about crypto, and then uh, get the Edge wallet and hold your crypto in it. It's for the iOS and Android. Um, It's uh, user-controlled. You would never, ever want to use a wallet app that does not uh, control your keys. You don't want to get one of those that uh, doesn't uh, do that. So it's got all the majors, BTC, Bitcoin Cash, uh, Ethereum, Tokens, Monero, Ripple, Stellar, many more. Veteran team building since 2014. You can secure your freedom with the Edge wallet. Get it at Edge. Pardon me, edge.app. That's edge.app. I don't just love it because it has my last name on it. I love it because... Gosh darn it, it's a great wallet. And I've used it almost exclusively for the last year or so. So, edge.app. That's my recommendation. Please. All right. I'm going to, I think this is the last one. So, I think they counted that disclaimer at the beginning Christian, non Christian, and alternate religion was uh, the third one. Okay. Because now we're at number 10. Do you relish the standard American diet and processed foods? Your pantry is full of Pop-Tarts, Doritos, and ramen noodles. Yeah. I got two or three. No. no. I don't. None of these things. <laughs> oh, sorry. I like some potato chips. I like Ruffles potato okay. chips. Yeah. I stocked up on chips to, to head to the festivals to make sure I had something to snack on. Yep. Uh, you love nothing better than a belly-bursting meal at Golden Corral, where you can get eight kinds of meats, quote-unquote, salads, swimming in mayonnaise, <laughs> and some fried veggies on the side, dipped in ranch. Now, I like potato salad, okay. but- I'll only get a little bit of it. I prefer potato salad over like potatoes. Um, so I'll only get a little bit of it, but I always eat a salad if, if a salad bar is offered. Does a taco salad count? Because I made that excuse a long time ago as well. Um, I think a salad, it, you could put a little bit of meat on a salad, but really okay. the salad part isn't the meat. Okay. Yeah. You've eaten this way your whole life, and so did your family, and they all live to be 90. When it's your time, it's your time. And you'll go down with a plate of bacon, buttered toast, 
and a glass of whiskey in front of you. <laughs> I appreciate somebody with that attitude, just are, so long as they're paying their own medical bills. You are a quarterback in high school, and although you've never run anywhere since then, <laughs> you're, cer- you're certain you could go full Rambo in a split second if the North Koreans started parachuting from the sky a la Red Dawn. <laughs> That's the second Red Dawn, and the first Red Dawn, I think, it was the Ruskies. Rus- yeah, the Ruskies. Yeah, the Ruskies. Um, yeah. That's great stuff. Wolverines. Yep. How did we become a nation of caricatures by reading this article? No, (laughs) I bet everyone reading this saw people they knew in the descriptions above. Heck, you might have even seen yourself, obviously, but you also knew there was more to you than just the judgmental little paragraph of description. So maybe there's more to those other people, too. Moderation. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I think that they're they're accurate here. What they're trying to do is saying that it's too easy to put people into little categories. That we've got plenty of little categories, and this is just ten of them here. Sure, there's plenty of little categories, and that uh, there's there's more depth to a person's personality than these things. Sure. However, um, I feel like you know if you've got these beliefs and you want to stand by them, you got to be ready to have conversations about them. You know, if you're going to wear it on your sleeve then you have to be willing to have a conversation. I said, I'm a registered Republican. But I don't believe a lot of those things that they said that Republicans believe. Sure. So, I'm, you know, am I a, am, am I a rhino? Okay. Maybe. Well, well who cares? I was elected to the delegate as a delegate to the state convention three times. I'm on the, uh, you know, attend the Republican events here in, in Keene, New Hampshire. What do you want from me? So these are, the, like, the, like I said, these are caricatures. And I've always maintained that caricatures, but also stereotypes, exist for a reason. Not that everyone, you know, fits the label or that everyone is the stereotypical label that you give them. However, if the if the majority of that group or those people mm-hmm. uh, didn't fit that label or that description, then the stereotype wouldn't exist. I don't know about the majority, but enough of them. Sure. So. And and so you know if you if it's it it is a prejudice to prejudge someone based on you know the caricature or the stereotype um, that that is presented, um, but but it's also not a bad starting point a lot of the times because that may happen. Yeah, prejudice is a shortcut, absolutely, and one that you should not rely on too heavily. Absolutely, but you know the people choose to be prejudiced against whatever or for just believe prejudice means to judge ahead of time right yeah, to prejudge, prejudge. Yeah. and um you know they they prejudge because it's easier than getting to know everybody that they meet obviously if you meet people then some are going to be um, more aligned with you some are going to be closer more qualified to be friends than others yeah and uh, i mean you know it's great not to to seem judgmental but if you don't seem judgmental it's just because you're better at hiding your judgment than other people are. That's part of what I'm saying. Like we, we we said earlier in the show, like we're all judging all the time. Yes. Most of it's a survival mechanism. Right. And the prejudice exists also as a survival mechanism because it is a shortcut to judgment. You, you I'm not going to take the time or the effort or the energy to expend on finding out the true nature of this person. I'm going to prejudge them based on other criteria that may not even apply. Right. However, I hang out with people because A, they're useful to my life. Or B, they're smart and I like to talk to them. Okay. Now they don't have to. I don't necessarily have to agree with them on everything, or for that matter, anything. If they're smart, 
uh, because they're going to make arguments that I either accept or deny. Because I want to have that. I want to, you know, I want that. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about this issue. I want people that can talk without getting all wrapped up and upset that you're attacking me and destroying everything that I am. Well, if you are your ideas, then but you're not your ideas. You're a human being. You're flesh and blood. You're not ideas. You may hold ideas, but if you can't change your ideas, then that's an indication of somebody, to my mind, who's not very smart. Sure. But even even that step that you take of accept or deny those ideas has an element of prejudgment to it. Yes. The, The confirmation bias you're more likely to accept the ideas of which you already agree yeah. and deny those of which you disagree. Oh, I understand. So it's hard to step out of that box. I think I'm a little better than most at oh, confirmation, yeah, but sure. I think everybody else everybody else thinks that too. Yeah. Uh, you know? And you're not going to learn new things until you have conversations with people. And I've yeah. come to different conclusions over time. It's the things I read, the people I talk to, and that sort of stuff. I'm not going to grow just by telling myself I'm right over and over again. But that's how most people operate. If that's a prejudgment on most people, that's a jury. That's a judgment <laughs> on most people. And I don't know what they're doing, but, you know, sometimes people call in here to Free Talk Live. I ask them questions. They say, hey, that's a good point. I'm going to think about it. And I could, I find nothing better, nothing more uh, uh, you know, aff- affirming than somebody saying that. And sometimes I have to say it too, because yeah. every once in a while somebody hits me with a piece of new information. If you get new information, you have to be able to assess what you, the conclusions you come to, because you come to conclusions based on information. And I said that earlier in the show, too. I'll I'll, I'll think about what you just said, because I'm not sure. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin cash. Local.bitcoin.com. Talk Live, Live Sunday edition, Mark with you. And Richie Rich. Call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. We just went through a list of the ten types of people that are ruining America. I bet you were on it. (laughs) I can't imagine how you'd avoid that particular (laughs) list. It's pretty inclusive. The number is 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. I previously mentioned Bitcoin.com. Bitcoin's been on a bull run. Would you call, Would you agree with that? Uh, oh, I'm very excited about the bull run. Yeah. Moon uh, time. Yeah, moon. So it's not like we haven't been telling you that this was going to happen on Free Talk Live. I've been very clear that everybody who says that Bitcoin's going to fail. Peter Schiff. Well, whoever they have, there's there's a whole list of them. And, eh, you know, basically. He's a pretty famous one. People that. Uh, Within the liberty movement, that's for sure. Uh, People that, A, are angry that you're not spending money on gold and silver, or B, people who are upset that somehow Bitcoin is going to take away from the modern banking system. These are the people that are most likely to say that Bitcoin is dead, Bitcoin is going to die, or whatever. Bitcoin is not. Now, Bitcoin I use as an overarching term to refer to uh, a specific class of cryptocurrencies. Um, I don't think I don't know what's going to happen with any one of them. So I don't know what's going to happen with BTC or Bitcoin Cash or Dash or any of these things. But cryptocurrency 
is here to stay, and Facebook has made that so. Oh, my goodness. I don't even want to get into that. Yeah. Bringing in their Libra coin, it's there. If you want to find out more about cryptocurrencies, because you know, up to this point, you're like, I don't have to learn about this because it's going to die. Well, I've already told you, no, it's not. So go to Bitcoin.com, learn more about Bitcoin. They've got... Uh, uh, they've got a Bitcoin uh, wallet there for you. You can get some free Bitcoin cash. Um, you know they're they're promoting Bitcoin cash, and I agree with them largely. The Bitcoin cash is a better currency than the uh, legacy BTC that's out there for daily use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm not gonna. I don't know which one's going to go um, hyperbolic and and leave the others in the dust, or if, if if that's even gonna happen. I have no clue. But I know that a lot more stores are currently accepting bitcoin cash and they are bitcoin so um local.bitcoin.com is their new product over there at bitcoin.com i think you'll love it because it allows you to buy sell and trade bitcoin with people right in your community and you can they never hold your coins for you and they have no know your customer loss so it's bitcoin.com to get started that's bitcoin.com richie rich what do you got for uh for articles here all right, here we go. This is this is the list. Drones for incels. A U.S. Air Force causes stir with threat briefing on frustrated internet virgins. <laughs> okay. U.S. military gets lost and invades small Romanian village. Blames the weather. <laughs> I love this. Oh, this is so much better than real work. Go ahead. Hail Satan opening prayer at Alaska government meeting prompts walkouts and protest. Okay. Even building code enforcement is too much power for the government. Yes, it is. And Russian video game maker gets a year in jail for buying F-16 manuals on eBay. That's a good list. Uh, let me think about that. Let's okay. go to uh, the phones here. We've got uh, David calling in from New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Maple syrup. <laughs> I just gave some maple syrup to a friend today. Japanese? Uh, nope, uh, she was Mexican. And they're visiting, and they left uh, me some mezcal and some tiburone. I didn't know that was uh, Mexican. Maybe it's not. I have no idea. Was so. that your housekeeper from the Acapulco? No, oh. no, that's Maria. She was very, gosh, she was a lovely lady. But no, I haven't seen Maria since I was in Acapulco. This was uh, a lady who's visiting with a friend, and nice. she's Mexican. He's uh, from the area. So, yeah, it's nice to be able to give away maple syrup. Um, I actually told her uh, this is um, salsa de arbol, <laughs> which is tree sauce. <laughs> she she speaks perfect English, so she thought that was funny. So mix it with some Mexican jalapenos and habaneros and make some spicy maple syrup. Go ahead, David. But what, did, what did the Japanese guy give you when you gave him maple syrup? Just a hard time. <laughs> a one-way ticket back to the States. Yeah. <laughs> There's a different guy. I wish they, you know, they took my maple syrup at the ja uh, uh, Japanese airport there. I don't know which one, Nagata or something. I don't remember that. You bribed the wrong official. I didn't bribe any officials. Um, and they made me take my luggage through the airport, so they had to take all the uh, liquids. And then I had to check my bags at the plane, so I didn't have to have check them at all. It was just a big problem. And I'm sure that these little rule followers didn't even, won't even use it. I'm sure they're going to just destroy this this whole quart of maple syrup that I was going to give Roger Veer. And it's such a big waste. They would have I mean, to. It's dangerous. Uh, it's a bomb threat. Maybe, maybe they put it to good use and use it to help cool their nuclear reactor. <laughs> everything smells like everybody smells. Everything smells like a tree. 
Everything tastes. What's like on your mind, David? Oh, uh, uh, fact checkers paradise. Yes. First of all, you're um, you're uh, heading tonight on the internet. I don't know. If, I don't know if you've broadcasted, but what you teased it with over the internet. Um, the uh, God doesn't hate uh, bundles of wood. Yes. But Pat Frisch does. I don't know who Pat Frisch is. I don't know who that is either. Pat, the, the guy we talked about last night, KKOB program manager, oh, I biggest see, yes. radio oh. station in the, in New Mexico, fired last, yesterday uh, after uh, he, he he used uh, bundles of wood uh, uh, several times at the wrong wrong time when people were listening. Right, he this also is used a, British cigarettes. Right. Uh, this is a terminology that's uh, disparaging to gay people, and I guess you can't use it on the radio. I don't know. Whatever. Um, Choose not to. Yeah. And I am of the opinion that, A, there shouldn't be restrictions on radio stations as to what you can say and what you can't say in the same way that on the Internet there's not restrictions. However, I'm of the opinion that any platform, and that means like YouTube or whatever, can have its own set of rules. So if they don't want to use you know that term, even if you're using it in a positive fashion, I think that's wrong. I think that uh, people should be able to use it in a positive fashion, but whatever, uh, that they can do yeah. that. The only With people the who could use it in a positive though, I, I fashion are those people. Like, I didn't hear anything. Go ahead. What? Um, uh, places like uh, YouTube, uh, even YouTube, but uh, Facebook is more easy to understand. But YouTube, to me, is the same as Facebook. And YouTube and Facebook are the same as the telephone or the post office. It's all it's all communications, and they're all their primary function is as a common carrier. It, that's that's the primary function of all of these places, and because uh, they, they chose to get into that business, and they they um, intentionally tried to draw traffic away from the telephone and away from the U.S. mail to have it be transported over their services, and we um, oblige them. They they volunteered to be in the common carrier business, and and they succeeded. They are now in the common carrier business, and they have no business censoring anything, even if they're private business. Because they they have taken over a function which is essential to modern society. I am not a big fan of the common carrier theory or philosophy. I think it's interesting. Uh, uh, interesting claim. I would say the best way to solve the problem is still get off Facebook. So I mean, sure. you don't like it, just get off Facebook. But you're right. Uh, you, I can write. The, I can write the term whatever disparaging term I want in a letter or to say it over the telephone, and nobody's going to say boo to me. But if I go on Facebook and I use it, then suddenly, oh, it's terrible. Right, yeah, but it's not only terrible, it's extremely dangerous to let these companies uh, that have, they, they have created themselves virtual monopolies because, I mean, if you think of... See, but that's not even does, true. <laughs> it's, well, you interrupt. first of all, you interrupted me in, in the name of fair argument and discussion. You shouldn't interrupt me, you should wait for me to finish my sentence, and then uh, I would shut up as the polite Minnesota boy that I was raised as, and I'd let you talk for as long as you wanted until... You shut up and uh, yielded the floor back to me uh, as a person interested in discourse as opposed to giving speeches. Well, I have, so, to, st- and, I have to stop and, you at the point well, you made. You, you did it, you, yeah, you did it again, but go ahead. Well, I have to stop you at the point you make because if you're going to build on that point and I disagree with it, I want to stop at that point so you don't build an argument on a disagreement. I would let me use your technique and talk over you. I would say that's a highly ineffective way of communicating with people. I would say that you that is that is not is not a uh, a positive way to communicate with people if you want to be effective with them. If you want to fight with them, then bring it on, buddy. Just like Mr. Rain Man said from Virginia yesterday, if you got a big enough ass to back it up, then go ahead and do what you want. Thanks for the call, David. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-free. 
Yeah, call in to Free Talk Live. Well, final segment. Might be able to get you in. The number is 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE, as in freedom. It's Mark with you. And Richie Rich. Going to get right into the calls here. Got George calling in from Tennessee. George, you're on Free Talk Live. Thanks for waiting. George. Hello. Uh, hey. Yep. What's yes, up? I'm George. Nice talking to you. Um, I'm from the United Kingdom originally, but I wanted to get on the air to talk about um, crypto xenobiology, uh, namely uh, some recent discoveries I've uh, learned about our history and what uh, your government may be hiding from the people. All right. I'm excited. Um, Sounds like Bigfoot. So, some some uh, some weird things first. Uh, Adamant one fifteen Muscovium. What? Right? Um, it was discovered by this guy in in the eighties, and and he said that um, that some sort of uh, flying craft from I don't know where might be using it to power uh, anti gravity or whatever. You know what what have you basically? And uh, turns out. Element 115, Muscovium, uh, is part of the post-uranium series of elements, right? Okay, okay. So, in other words, um, you're not going to be able to isolate a stable isotope, basically. Right. yep. Any, anything that'll exist for more than half a second, half-life, right? We find out 20 years later in research, after this guy describes element, element 115 as the key to alien space travel, that... Oh. Uh-oh. The aliens got, got him. Got him. <laughs> God. I wanted to know, too. George, uh, you can call back tomorrow. Sorry, we're uh, full of lines here. Uh, thanks for the call. Let's go to Jake calling in for Virginia. Jake, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Talking to the phone, Jake. Hey. Uh, yep. Hey. So uh, I just wanted to talk about, um, like, I've really been on my phone for a long time, and there are these little bumps in the back of my head. Okay. I don't know what they are. I don't know where they're from. Are you talking about the horns that are growing on people's skulls that they're blaming cell phones on? Yes. What? Go yes. ahead. Continue. Somebody explain to me uh, no. how horns and cell phones are related. They're, they're technically not, but there was an article no, that of course came they're out. not. There was an article that came out that said they're, they have done uh, like x-rays on people, and there's a new formation growing on the back of certain people's heads. And it's tilted too much? No, 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 it was actual, it was growth. It was bro- bones growing out of the base of their skull. And the conclusion that the article drew in the headline was that it was related to cell phone use and radiation from cell phones being held to your face. Sounds like horse crap. What do you think, it Jason? It was horse crap. Jake? I, yeah? Like, literally, back of my head, where the back hairs grow out from where my hair, like where my hair parts, where that there's that little circle in the back of my head. Yep. There are these little tiny bumps that are extremely hard. There's two or three of them back there, and I work off my phone all day. I have an office. Stop job, doing it. Temp, there's your answer. Stop doing what? You're working off your phone. Stop staying on my phone. Yeah. I have to. I well, can't get off my phone. Okay. Then uh, congratulations. You've got horns. Thanks for the call. 855-450-3733. And if it's, a, if it's a beneficial mutation, so will your kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, that's how biology works. Let's go to Rabbit calling in from Los Angeles. Rabbit, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, guys. Um, so call along with me, if you will. I've been thinking about the Free State Project and uh, the problem that 
liberty brings prosperity and prosperity attracts socialists from states that have collapsed. Yep. And they're and so I just gave kinda, a speech on this yesterday at uh, Porkfest. Yeah, I think I might have come up with a way to kind of blunt that. Okay, or great. It. Um, I was thinking uh, New Hampshire could pass an amendment where you need a supermajority to pass any kind of law, but it would be a reverse supermajority where a minority, uh, one third, could um, create a quorum and repeal any law they want. Did you see my speech yesterday? No, I didn't. Okay, this is hilarious. So uh, is my, propos- my proposal <laughs> was that a that seventy five percent of legislators in New Hampshire, uh, both the Senate and the House, and then maybe four out of five on the Executive Council, should have to agree on um, any law that uh, that goes through, and that fifty percent could uh, agree to uh, strike any law. Okay, and basically. You know, that's that. You can get rid of all. Then the legislature would be working on getting rid of bad laws, and if you can't get 75% of politicians in a citizen legislature to agree on something, then it probably shouldn't be law anyway. Sure. So, Well, it, it's slightly different what I'm proposing because 25% of uh, voters could repeal any law they want at any time. Yeah. I or mean, 20, most voters aren't going to uh, participate in one of these things one way or the other. I mean, I, I'm not that big of a fan of referendums. I was in Florida when the super fast choo-choo was approved by 66% because all the people had to say is bullet train and everybody's on board. Oh, that's better than monorail. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, so, so awesome, right? Bullet train. And then after... Uh, I, I know it was tens of millions of dollars and probably donuts and CAD drawings, um, and they, you know, everybody votes to undo it because nothing happened because it was a bad idea. Who the hell wants to go from Tampa to Orlando to Miami and not have their car? But um, you know, I, I'm not a big believer in in uh, referendums generally. I figure if you can turn the legislature um, into a, an organization that's going after laws rather than making new ones then they'll probably get rid of enough of them as it is. And I would also say well, that the whole liberty bringing prosperity, you know, th- that's the same as the example of uh, Mark brought up earlier, putting out the milk for the stray cats. If, if you create a society that, uh, that values hard work and prosperity and don't have the laws in place that give handouts to people who just want handouts, then you also don't have to worry about the socialists coming in and taking over because there's there's nothing there for them to gain. There's yeah, it needs a foundation, and you're you're talking about a foundation here, Rabbit. What's yeah. the name of this pro, pro project that you're talking about? I'm going to steal it. I got my um, pen out. Well, before before the name, uh, I think that the uh, it should be a supermajority of the constituents, whether they're uh, registered or not, need to be voting to pass a law, but only a super minority is needed to of actual voting people is needed to repeal or. Whatever, but the name for it, I think, would be that would be good for it. Would be the Minority Protection Act. The Minority Protection Act. What about sunset laws yeah. that prevent laws from lasting more than a certain number of years? And if it doesn't get re reverified by vote of a supermajority, then it just gets wiped off the books. Oh. oh, that's great too. But I was thinking Minority Protection Act to kind of undercut social justice warriors' little. Uh, yeah. Racket, um, but then you don't need the you term. don't even need minority to repeal it. It just repeals itself after after a period of time if it doesn't get. Thanks for the call, Rabbit. Appreciate it. Yeah. So, 
<laughs> really funny. This guy basically just encapsulated my speech on the stage of the Porcupine uh, Freedom Festival Saturday. Now, mind you, uh, Ian and uh, Jason Sorens, t- uh, the, the founder of the Free State Project, and Ian, our uh, main host here on Free Talk Live, basically teamed up on me to uh, to, to say that they disagreed with well, my now notions. You have a tag team partner next year. At least uh, Sorens <laughs> is uh, is a polite man, not so much Ian, but. If I can be involved in anything that brings those two together, then I'm fine with that. But my basic premise is that, you know, uh, libertarians are collecting in New Hampshire. That means hardworking, moral people are going to create a hard work, uh, working moral society that's going to increase prosperity, longevity, you know, and all the good things that uh, everybody says that liberty is going to do. Then when those things are created, presumably the states that surround uh, New Hampshire are going to become more status as time goes by, and those things are going to—it's going to suck more there. I mean, just take a look at upstate you know, New York right now. Things are rough, and there's really nothing different between the people of New Hampshire and the people of upstate New York. It's just government. Well, and well, to counter that really briefly is the one—the th- one thing that I've heard a number of times over the past week uh, in at Porkfest and not is the do nothing movers who come here and then don't get active. So. Are they hardworking? What value do they bring to the project? I think the do-nothing movers work. Okay. <laughs> um, they just came and decided to live in New Hampshire. And uh, I can see why people who are putting a great deal of time and money and energy into the liberty movement find people that are not putting a great deal of time liberty into the um, uh, time and energy into the liberty movement frustrating. I, I'm frustrated, too, but you really can't expect any – you can't be a libertarian and then demand that somebody do the work that you want them to do. It's ironic. Isn't uh, it's, it's funny, <laughs> um, but that's how it is. I mean, the 80-20 rules in, in play, right? 80% of the people are doing nothing. 20% of the people are doing something. 20, 80% of those people aren't doing much, and then you know, 20% of those people are doing much more. And I'm probably doing much more, but I'm not doing as much as many of these super activists here that are in the state. Yeah. There's some people, you know, there's a small handful of people that are really doing an amazing amount of work and getting a lot of things done. Well, how but do we will it be enough? Yeah, how do we incentivize the do nothing movers to get active in something, some form of action? I don't know. I guess it's going to, the, the issue that upsets them the most is going to have to happen and then maybe they'll get involved. Who knows? Spin Mark with you. And Richie Rich. 855. I'm giving the telephone number. What the hell am I doing that for? Freetalklive.com. Go check us out. Go to our join our Telegram group, telegram.freetalklive.com, and you'll have fun. Hey podcasters. Uh, this is Mark Edge, as you can imagine, you know, like I was just doing a whole show with you. So you probably are recognizing my voice. Uh, I want to take a minute to talk to you about American financing. Not because you haven't heard their ads over the course of the last few weeks. They've been advertising pretty heavily. They they invested pretty heavily in Free Talk Live. And that's because they understand how radio works. You need frequency. And by frequency, I don't mean megahertz. I mean how often that you hear something. And they have certainly had the frequency on Free Talk Live. They are not getting a lot of, I shouldn't say response. They're not getting a lot of feedback regarding their ads. So they advertise on Rush Limbaugh and Glenn Beck and uh, probably a few other talk shows out there. And I think that that might be part of the problem. 
So they have this telephone number that they gave us, which is a tracking number, uh, meaning that if you call this telephone number, then they will know that it's you. So the uh, telephone number is 888-804-0303, and that's specific to Free Talk Live. But if somebody goes to AmericanFinancing.net, and I have a younger audience than, say, Rush or Glenn, so they're much more likely to go to AmericanFinancing.net than they are to go to call 888-804-0303. And what that results in is, is that, you know, that at some point or another, they're going to contact you and say, how'd, um, how'd you hear the, uh, how'd you hear the, uh, the show? Or how'd you hear about the ad or whatever? And so I think the majority of my audience is just, you know, normal radio listeners. And they're not thinking about, um, you know, reporting where they hear things or how important that is to an ad venue or, or whatever. I guess a lot of my listeners haven't, you know, my really tight listeners, uh, we're called, you're called P1s in the business, but my podcast listeners that would necessarily say, yeah, uh, free talk live. They haven't really uh, reported for whatever reason. So far, they've had a low number of responses that they can attribute to us. And I think one of the reasons is, is because we're just in the shadow of these big guys. So Rush Limbaugh, Glenn Beck, um, you know, if you're, if you're a radio listener, and you're listening to a station that has Glenn in the morning, uh, Rush in the afternoon, Sean Hannity in the uh, late afternoon, and a free talk live in the evening, and those stations exist, then somebody gives you a ring, ring, uh, you go to you know, AmericanFinancing.net, you fill out the form, ring, ring, hey, it's AmericanFinancing.net, and here's a bunch of questions, and among them, how'd you hear about us? Uh, you're likely to say Rush or Glenn because, you know, those are the bigger names. And that, of course, is something that Free Talk Live has to deal with. I've talked to them about that particular issue, but, you know, they've got formulas and those kind of things. They took a risk on a smaller show, um, you know, Free Talk Live, 26th show in, in America, and um, as opposed to, you know, some of these other shows. And all I'm saying is I'd love to move into the big time and get the big time advertisers, and American financing is one of them. They took a risk on us. If you are getting a mortgage now, you should get a second opinion. If you are um, thinking about getting a mortgage, please call American Financing um, or you know go to AmericanFinancing.net, go through the process. The telephone number again is uh, 888-804-0303. And that would be useful. I'm not asking you if you're not in the market for a mortgage uh, to you know go and get a mortgage or anything like that. That's a ridiculous thing to do. But if you're somewhere in that um, realm, please do it sooner rather than later because it would be really awesome to not lose this advertiser for me um, because, you know, this is the big time. And Free Talk Live's right there looking like it could grab the ring as far as being a big time radio show. You know, an overnight success after 15 years. And I'd appreciate it. So there you go. It's AmericanFinancing.net, and the number is 888-804-0303. And I probably should give the MLS number here because I don't know if this is an ad. This is really me just talking to you. But anyway, uh, I don't know anything about MLS stuff. But lawyers wrote this crap, so there you go. 182334 MLS There you go. I'm crazy about My Magic Mud. This is the most important oral care product created this millennium, and I'm not kidding. We all have different opinions on politics and issues, but we all have mouths. And I want yours to be as clean as possible, with teeth as bright as they were meant to be. I will never be without My Magic Mud. 
It's a little surprising, but man, does it work. If you only listen to one thing I say ever, go to MyMagicMud.com and get 20% off with code FTL. MyMagicMud.com, code FTL. 